What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 69 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Cowling Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, boy, oh boy, do we have quite the pivot here in NWA TNA. Originally, the Hulkster. That's right. Hulkamania was going to come in, run wild on Jeff Jarrett's ass because Jeff Jarrett hit him with the guitar in Japan. But Hulkster's like, hey, my knee hurts, brother. I can't do that. Doesn't work for me. TNA has to cancel Bound for Glory, the biggest pay-per-view that never was. And they need to find a suitable replacement. And by God, they went deep into their pockets. They found that contract that has three more dates. And they mailed it to Venice Beach, California. To Steve Borden. Sting. And he's here tonight to challenge. That's right. Challenge for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. It's Jeff Jarrett. It's Sting. It's a match that we've seen maybe 55 times. But by God, it's the first time we've seen it in TNA. Dallas, how amped are you for another Sting appearance here in TNA? Well, Bob, I am a big, uh, I don't know what you call a little stinger. I'm a little stinger, okay? So I'm definitely excited to see Sting here. Uh, am I, you know, I think we have to thank Jimmy Hart for all this. Because if it wasn't for Jimmy Hart, we wouldn't have seen Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Rick Steiner in the same night. And now he's bringing in Steve. He's bringing Sting in. That's right, baby. The Stinger is coming. So, yeah, man, I'm excited for Sting. Uh, I'm hoping that Jimmy Hart isn't here on the show. Because I really don't need to see Jimmy Hart anymore, especially in his Hulk Hogan shirt, just to remind us that Hulk Hogan ruined the first Bound for Glory, the three-hour, $30 pay-per-view spectacular that was going to air on November 30th. It's done. And I think that was going to be a damn good show from what the rumors were that we were leading up to it. Between an Ultimate X appearance from Hogan facing off against Jarrett, to finally end their bash at the beach 2000 hmm. beef. Uh, and then having Sting potentially appear on the show uh, and Russell, I'm assuming. I mean, that's some big shit, man. So it was going to be really big and it was going to be really good. And it just like you said, my knee hurts, brother. So November no longer works for me. But I got some I got some stuff we'll uh, we'll get to about that not as much last week we have severely trimmed down but a few potentially final notes about that situation at least until the new date comes up uh, and i got some news news and notes about sting but we'll probably save that for during his match tonight against Jarrett. but i guess before we get to all that let's let's run down of the card of what happened on the card from last week from 
October 29th, 2003. So, um, and Bob, we both gave it about a middle. We, I mean, we didn't, we didn't love it, um, but it wasn't an awful show. But you liked it more than the previous week, which is good. So, you know, there was something there. Uh, but the, the following matches happened on that show. Uh, America's Most Wanted defeated David Young and Glenn Gilberti. Michael Shane defeated Sanjay Dutt in a non-title match. Uh, Don Harris and Eric Watts defeated Kevin Northcutt and Ryan Wilson. Don Callis was, of course, in the corner there. ECMO and Sonny Siaki defeated Danny Doring and Roadkill. Kid Cash defeated Abyss in a chair-on-a-pole first blood match, which was absolutely ridiculous. Because why, why would that have been a thing? Um, and then we had the Blood Gallows of Retribution Dream Match, or something along those lines. I've seen I've seen the title of this match written like five different ways now. Yeah. Um, I've also seen it as Dream Blood Gallows of Retribution Match. So I don't. We might have said the wrong fucking name last week. Sue us. I don't, don't know. Don't actually sue us though. You won't get nothing. Yeah, you won't. You really, really won't. So, uh, anyways, Raven defeated Vampiro there. And unfortunately, Bob, at least in ring, I believe that is Vampiro's final appearance in TNA Wrestling. And you guys can put together the pieces why you think that might be. I don't know. There's another guy in white face paint with some black on him. I don't know. Coming down tonight's show. I don't know. Uh, and then, uh, as I jokingly mentioned, Jeff Jarrett defeated Jim Duggan and... Then Drick Steiner defeated Jarrett by disqualification, technically, in the main event. Jimmy Hart comes out. Steiner's coming, baby! And the rest is history. Here we are. I'll be honest with you, Bob. I can't believe just one week ago we watched that show. Uh, And I don't know if it's because, uh, once again, you and I consume so much wrestling... Or if it's just, it's all blur to me. I certainly remember Vampiro and Raven, but damn, it feels like we watched that about two months ago. Uh, yeah. I mean, last last week's episode is like the ultimate in a, in a pickle type of situation, I feel like. Yeah. Because that's like, a fair point. You have, you have this idea in your head that, oh, we're going to have Hulk Hogan. Coming in, and uh, obviously that doesn't pan out. But, I mean, it, the pivot to Sting, I think, would be more um, exciting if we hadn't seen Sting uh, back in June. I think that's a really great point. Because Sting coming in in his first match, and he would be fighting Jarrett for the title, I think would have been massive. Um. But yeah, we just saw him team with Jarrett, and he was already here. And yeah, it's exciting that he's back, but it kind of does take that edge off of it of like, oh shit, Sting. It's like, well, we we just saw him. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it was really kind of at at the end of the day meaningless uh, tag match to begin with. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was. Um, where he was teaming with Jarrett, and now he apparently doesn't like Jarrett, even though Jarrett. Hasn't really done anything to him directly to well, yeah, cause dude, that. Screw you, Jeff Jarrett. But uh, no, I mean, I'm still, I'm still excited to to see it. I would say. Me too. Um. So, 
like I said, we gave we gave the show in the middle. Uh, we didn't love it. We didn't hate it. I mean, I love every show here because I love talking with one of my best friends about TNA wrestling. But my enjoyment level was a little bit lower last week. Which is a fucking rarity because you have a bias to this company. They do me wrong. No, nope, I put my bias behind me during this podcast. I try very hard, at least, mm-hmm. if I if I don't. Um, so, what, anyways, what do you think that the readers thought of the show last week? Um, I'm going to say they went with a thumbs down. They did. The majority gave it a thumbs down, 57.9%. Uh, and then 26.3% gave it a thumbs in the middle, and 15.8% gave it a thumbs up. Uh, this was the best response in several weeks for volume, even though it was also a pretty strongly negative response to a show. Uh, and what do you think was voted for the best match on the show? Uh, I'm going to say they went with uh, Michael Shane and Sanjay Dutt. No, it was actually voted America's Most Wanted versus Glenn Gilberti and David Young. And they say that's probably not due to Gilberti. Due to who? AMW? I mean, it probably is due. I don't think that... I don't know if I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, in second place was the Raven versus Vampiro match. And So what do you think was voted the worst? Now you kind of got thrown off a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what to expect from this. Uh, I'm going to say the worst match was Don Harris and Eric Watts against the Redshirt Security. You're damn right it was. Okay, good. Uh, in second place for the worst was Sonny Siaki and ECMO versus Danny Dorian and Roadkill. And then third place was Jeff Jarrett versus Rick Steiner. Not even the hacksaw match. I was gonna say I'd take the I would say Jarrett Duggan was worse than Jarrett and uh, Steiner. And I'm not surprised with ECMO and Siaki against Doring and Roadkill, largely because I feel like there's no connection to Doring and Roadkill. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. Um so last week though. The attendance was about the same as usual with an estimated 1,200 people, but based on lines, a higher percentage of freebies than in recent weeks. So, you know, take that for what you will. Um, and I don't have a ton of notes about last week's show, but I do have some other stuff I'm going to add in here, um, here and there. But uh, this is an interesting one that kind of ties into our whole situation. So the idea that Russo is totally gone is a work. Shocker! Did you? Did mm. anyone? Anyone really think that this wasn't? I thought for sure it was like legit. Well, the October twenty second show was written by Jeff Jarrett, Dutch Mantel, and Scott Demore. According to one person who would know, Vince Russo wrote the original script for the October 29th show. Although what he wrote and what turned out were entirely different, as Jarrett, Mantel, and Demore drastically changed it. Another person close to the situation said Russo didn't write the original script, but it did supply a lot of ideas for the show, almost none of which were used. Russo was frustrated at the direction, particularly since the finished product of October 29th wasn't good. He and Jarrett have totally different ideas of wrestling. Jarrett wants it to be in the ring, both matches and interviews. Russo wants more backstage, vignettes, and comedy, with the matches as secondary. Dixie Carter still wants Russo in the mix, though. Uh, Russo and, uh, sorry, yeah, in the mix. Russo, and he's not only one because I've heard this from many others. 
think that Jarrett relies on the reaction of the live crowd in Nashville too much with the idea that the television viewing audience doesn't necessarily want the same product as what people who get it for free at the asylum react to. Uh, is this, is it Jeff or Jerry? I'm assuming we are talking about Jeff at this point. I think Jerry's mostly out of the equation right now. Okay. Um, that's interesting. I'm, I, I definitely have the same mindset as, uh, uh of, of Jeff. I'm not really big on backstage stuff in comedy. Oh, that, that part. I thought you were talking about the, the, him relying on the Nashville crowd too much part. But yeah, I agree. I do agree with Jarrett there. I think a lot of it definitely should be more in the grin- ring. I, I like a little mix though. I think my ideal show has a little bit of both. I like backstage stuff and everything, but I think, you have to have the matches have to be your focus and everything else is secondary. If not ter- like even lower than that, like match matches have to be number one. It's a wrestling show. Right. If every oh. match or every segment is the same, it's going to be pretty redundant and boring. So I agree with you. There's a place for the, you know, Russo's ideas. Some of them, but not like every single segment or match can be like that. Um, exactly. And another thing about the comment of uh, the uh, Nashville crowd, I, I I can see where Russo's coming coming from, and I think he makes a yeah. good point because this isn't a, a matter of a wrestling company being a territory and strictly being shown in like Tennessee. You're being shown on pay per view, which would be essentially you know, worldwide or whatever, nationally yeah. at least. Um, no, worldwide, because they have deals overseas and stuff, so I guess it makes sense. But I I kind of agree with that, because maybe what people in Nashville enjoy isn't going to be necessarily the same as people in New York, like us, or in California or Texas, wherever. There's going to be different tastes. So I don't think you can rely on that, but... Another thing, what else can you base it off of? Because since they're on pay-per-view yep. and you're going off of a buy rate, you don't have the luxury of like quarter-hour ratings to be like, this worked in this 15 minutes, this didn't work in this 15 minutes, and so on and so forth. So you're kind of just in a crapshoot because the the way your business model is, is you really aren't getting the – uh, reactions or feedback from the crowd that you normally would on traditional television. Yeah, and I think that's where it kind of gets tricky here. So it's a very interesting situation. Now, with Russo potentially not being gone, which we all knew was kind of the thing, anyways, is he back on TV soon? I think we discussed this last week a little bit where it's like, okay, well, they just wrote him off with this big attack. So we, they got to keep him off a little bit. But is he going to come back? Or did we actually just see the end of Russo on TNA programming? He's he's definitely going to come back. Um, the question is, is, when would he? I would imagine... See, I don't know, though. That'd be, that'd be almost... That'd be over two months. Because I'm thinking, like, the first episode of 2004. Or the yeah. very or the last one of two thousand three. Mm-hmm. 
because like similarly like sex in late 2002 was developed really like on the last episode of O2, right? Yeah, that was like their big thing. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was, it was one of those last episodes. Yeah, so that's why I'm thinking that Russo's return could be like around the same time frame. I would probably push it till the first episode of 2004, just because you know it's a clean it's a new year. Yep. And, you know, you can branch it off from there. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not back in, like, two weeks. Oh, yeah, realistically. Uh, well, we'll see what happens with that. should be interesting. But, as we know, last week the show was built around Jimmy Hart bringing in a mystery man that he used to manage to get back at Jarrett. Uh, Dave notes here that it was weird because Hart did a heel promo, plus he brought in two guys. And Jarrett laid out both of them, meaning he's overcoming the odds. However, Jarrett is supposed to be the heel in all of this. We, uh, of course, know the first guy was Jim Duggan, who was more aggressive than Dave says he's seen him in years. Mike Tanay even called him the old Mid-South Duggan. Duggan, who is 50 at this time, lasted 3 minutes and 40 seconds before being pinned after a guitar shot. Hart then sent out Rick Steiner, who was 42. I don't know why we needed another ages, but... Uh, and no, Hart never managed either Duggan or Steiner as far as he can recall. And I you mentioned it. that last week, yeah. I knew it. Interesting. And because Jimmy made note, he made sure to say, I'm going to bring people in that I've managed. Oh, I know. Yeah, he made sure to say that. And then he did not end up doing that. Right. But whatever. Uh, the Raven and Vampiro match, Dave points out, uh, he talks like pretty decently about this. Um, that they there's two innovative spots that they did in this match where one of them was when Raven was put the dog the dog collar on the separate ropes. So he Vampiro was trapped when both chains were attached and he couldn't move out of the middle of the ring. And then uh, Raven ended up hitting him with a garbage can. And the other, which I actually think I pointed it out too because I thought it was interesting, was when Vampiro put the chain from the dog collar around his own forehead like a headband and then headbutted Raven. I thought it was, I don't know why, but like, I was like, I don't, you don't see people do that. So I thought that was interesting. And Dave even made a note of it as well. Uh, They did tease what appears to be a Raven versus CM Punk eventual program since Raven yelled at Punk after the match when he came for the save as Raven said it was his own battle and he didn't want help after ducking Jim Mitchell's fireball, which was a, someone mistimed something in that whole situation anyways, but that potential punk Raven feud that is hot on the indies could be making its way very late to TNA. I was just going to say it's hot everywhere else. So then TNA is going to get onto it when it's probably going to be cold as hell. They probably should have, instead of putting punk with Raven, if you wanted to kind of get on the board of this, you probably should have just done it right away. Oh yeah. Cause and, like, I, and I think the way that punk has been presented is so much different than Ring of Honor or MLW or whatever. I don't think it's going to have nearly the same impact. Punk is like kind of a wimp in TNA, to be honest with you. Dude, literally. I I was trying to think of the word, and like wimp is perfect, because he's such like a whipping boy. Yeah, he is. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, I don't know. No wonder no one knew he was here. Let's just put it that way. I mean, he's he's not doing anything worthwhile, really. Yeah. Um... They tried to get Abyss over as a monster uh, as he juiced, losing this first blood match against Kid Cash. 
then went nuts and laid out cash in referee Mike Posey. Uh, Dave thinks that there's something missing in Abyss. He has the size to be a monster and the look, but he doesn't come across fearsome enough. What do you think about that? Um, I think I agree with that. What What do you think would, would help him, though? I mean, I, I sort of see what he's getting at, but I don't know if I really thought about it before I, like, read it here. Like, I, I, he, I don't know. Is it is it his look, like, as far as his um, no. body attire, not his mask and stuff? Is it just that he's, like, not wearing anything that's... He's wearing, like, denim? <laughs> no, I mean, I think for me it's... He hasn't done anything to really strike fear in the viewer. I mean, really, what the what has the presentation been? He was Kid Cash's sidekick, getting slapped around. Yeah, and, and he like lived in the boiler room. That's pretty lives, much it. Yeah, so he has the look to, you know, he could, and I know you're gonna, you would roll your eyes, but. I want you to know I'm not saying this in jest or anything, but he, you know, there's always been that comparison to Kane or whatever, you know, yeah. the same type of, uh, per, like persona, like a mixture of Kane and in mankind or whatever. Um, he certainly could be a version of that 14. A. They just need, I think they need to make him darker because they were like darker, like, more menacing and i don't know how you do it yeah because really right now it's just been like the socially awkward emo kid that you see in school that hides in the corner yeah i see where you're getting at that's kind of how he's been presented i i would think i mean you know maybe a good way to do it is you know you, you figure out a baby face or something and he just absolutely murders them i'm talking bloodbath they're just left for dead. That's probably a good way to do it. That Instead seems like, the easiest way to do it. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that something happens, though, uh, soon. Because I do agree. He does need to get away from Kid Cash. Like, we got to, like, move on from that. I would, you know what, if they if they were, like, singles guys, <clears throat> I if, like, if Abyss were to just destroy a guy like Chris Harris, you just go backstage, and he's just mauling the crap out of him. I mean, he's busted open. I mean, I guess you could even do it as they're with AMW being a tag team. You know, James Storm would be like, "What the hell, dude? Uh, what happened to Chris Harrison?" Like, it's a best. He's got blood on his hands, and he's just like uncontrollable because he's not? like feeding off of the blood. Like that's take, what's getting him going. Take out the the biggest tag team you have, and then it's like, "Wow, okay, I hate that guy." Right. Take them both out. I don't see why not. I mean, I don't know who else you could really go to. I here's you know what here's a here's a prediction. Mm-hmm. I think so. Tonight on tonight's episode, we have a last man standing match between Raven and Father James Mitchell. And I have been saying that's right for a while now that Abyss should probably be attached to Father James Mitchell. Now, obviously. At some point that happens. Spoiler. Spoiler. Well, come on, dude. Give me a fucking break. I didn't know. Okay. Well, (laughs) whatever. Anyway, I wish I could sit here and tell you I remember the exact day and time and whatever when that happens. Spoiler alert. I don't fucking remember nothing. Okay. Okay. I've watched these shows before. 
I don't fucking remember half of this shit. So when I'm seeing it again for the first time in a while, this is like a natural reaction. But my prediction, or what I would at least do here, obviously, I think Abyss should just beat this shit out of Raven. Right? I think that's a perfect pairing, yeah. I mean, how do you not do that? Raven, he'll have the conclusion with Mitchell, so then he'll have nothing to go off of. Wow. Insert Abyss, and then perfect. Well, I was going to save this uh, note, but you brought it up. Uh, Raven not having anything to do is actually a talk of what's going on right now. And that's mm-hmm. because there was some talk uh, recently, again, apparently, of doing Raven versus Terry Funk feud once the Jim Mitchell angle runs its course. But finances seem to be a major issue. Funk, at least on the indie scene, is said to not work for less than $2,500 per shot. And this group isn't paying anyone short of Sting and Hogan level guys. But Jarrett, like Jarrett himself, is getting $3,000, but his duties include running the company. No one besides like Sting and Hogan are going to get that kind of money at TNA. So, so I mean, if they still don't know what they're going to do with Raven, you might as well keep it going and give Mitchell his monster. Right. I mean, and let's be honest, I love Terry Funk. I think he's a great human being. I enjoy his wrestling. If I'm TNA, I'm not going to give him 2500 If I'm an indie promoter, that's different. I could probably recoup that. But TNA, yeah, you could, you could promote it. I don't think that's really moving the needle to the point where it's a return on investment. Not which in is a bizarre, situation. not in the current situation, right? Which is a bizarre statement to say. But you know, I know Ring of Honor's used them a couple times, and I'm sure that their houses have gone up when having Funk on the card because of that fan base. Exactly. Well. Speaking of legends and stuff that's happening, there's not a big note on this, but they do seem to be building toward Jarrett and Dusty Rhodes. And we've noticed this a little bit on their shows currently, but it is noted here in The Observer. So who knows? We don't know what's going to happen. There's no additional details on that. But obviously they butt heads recently when Jarrett thought he was going to lose his title shot. So they're definitely going to have a match at some point. Joy. I can't wait. Me either. Um, I actually forgot this was happening, but I think it's uh, a good thing to be bringing up. That there is a several-week X Division program going on, starting on the show we're about to watch with that Battle Royal. And the Battle Royal winner gets a bye in this. It's kind of like a tournament in a way. The Michael Uh, Shane Triple Chance Invitational. Yes, Michael Shane Triple Chance Invitational. Right. There you go. That's why I forgot the name of it, because it's freaking two sentences long. <laughs> uh, so the winner of the Battle Royal tonight will get a bye. On November 12th, the second-place finisher and the fifth-place finisher have a singles match, as do the third- and fourth-place finishers. Uh, these two winners join with the Battle Royal winner in a three-way match on November 19th, and the winner of that gets the next shot at Michael Shane. So Michael Shane is not defending his title, presumably, at least not to anyone who's in the Battle Royal, for the next three weeks. Well, he technically doesn't have to defend it for 30 days, right? Well, he didn't defend it last week, so we're going to be right on that edge of that 30 days probably by the time he does. 
Well, you know what? And I'm pretty sure there's going to be times for Mr. Uh, Jeff Jarrett where he doesn't defend it for months on end. So. Oh, wow. Okay. That's really promising for as we go forward. Yeah. Anyway. Fantastic. Um, I, only have, I think I only have a couple more notes here before uh, we can get into the show. And they're pretty, pretty short. Um, so th- this is about Hogan. Actually, let me give you the Hogan one last. I got another one first that's not really related to Ed Hogan at all, and it's actually kind of more interesting. Okay. Um, do you do you remember our our buddy Apollo? Oh, of course. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, Apollo has left IWA Puerto Rico. Uh, he was one of their top stars there for a long time, and in a post on Puerto Rican message board. He said the decision to leave was due to, quote, problems with IWA administration and other personal reasons. Now, he is currently living in Florida, which I think we actually knew when he first uh, joined TNA. Uh, IWA reportedly sent TNA and WWE a statement warning them not to try to try anything because they had Apollo under contract for three years. If you remember, as we just said, he did work a few shows at TNA in the very beginning, but was hardly impressive, Dave says. I thought Apollo was fine, but whatever. Um, Now, TNA does claim that they got no such statement. So they're saying they sent this thing. Hey, we have him under contract for three years. TNA's like, well, we didn't get that. Will Apollo be back? I don't know. Well, if they said we didn't get that, I think that means that they are looking to use him. I don't see why they wouldn't. I think think Apollo is an ideal guy for WWE to try to use. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Why not? I don't, I don't even know if he ever got a shot there. I, I don't know. At any point. Uh, do we know what he's up to today? Do you think he's working UPS? I feel like a lot of wrestlers just go to UPS. <laughs> no? Anyway. I, he's probably he's probably back in uh, Puerto Rico wrestling or something. That's a good point. We'll have to uh, do some research at some point about that. Um, and my final note before we get started on the show, and I do have I do have some fun ones we'll sprinkle in throughout the show that I think are interesting. Uh, this is about the Hogan stuff. So the tentative plan for Hogan versus Jarrett matches are now on either February 8th or February 15th for the show, with Tampa or Las Vegas as the point being the main cities under consideration at this point. Uh, they were not about to announce it until... They find out how long the recovery time will be for Hogan's surgery. He did end up having uh, the arthro- God, I'm gonna mess this up. arthroscopic surgery on uh, October 31st. So he did just get that. And he is not committed to the January 4th Tokyo Dome show with New Japan, but will make a decision based on healing in the next two weeks. And when he gets a timetable, the pay-per-view will then officially be rescheduled. Pretty interesting. Uh, I'm trying to think of when would be the best time to do it. But it was just the February 8th or the 15th, right? Yeah, those are the two dates they gave there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I was looking it up. And uh, the, uh, what do you call it here? The Super Bowl was on the 1st. Mm. Of February, so there's no competition there, I guess. But I don't know what would well, have that... been competition for the eighth and fifteenth. Well, you never know. 
Um, well, let's touch on Explosion real quick, and then we can get into the show. Because I'm ready for the stinger. Damn it. Uh, Damn this, it. Yeah. This is listed as Explosion number 55 on Cage Match, and it uh, was filmed the same day of the show we're about to watch on November 5th, 2003. And it aired on November 8th, 2003. And it featured the following three matches. Christopher Daniels defeated Chance Prophet in a whopping minute and 49 seconds. All these matches are very, very short, but um, Johnny Swinger and Simon Diamond, and they had apparently they had a shit ton of people ringside with them. Allison Danger, Becky, David Young, and Glenn Gilberti were all ringside for them. They defeated John Saxon, Saxon and Scotty Matthews, and that was a uh, NWA World Tag Team title match. So they had a title defense there on Explosion. And then in the main event, AJ Styles defeated J.R. Ryder, who had Dave Prezak with him. I don't think I know any of those people. Yeah, I don't know if I did either. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I don't think I clicked into them at all to really see. But it looks like I feel like Scotty Matthews sounds kind of familiar to me. But yeah, I, out of the bunch, that might sound familiar. Let's see. Where did he wrestle? Anywhere notable that I can see very quickly? He did have. I mean, they're probably. I don't think it's fantastic, but WWE. Probably was a Sunday Night Heat. Oh, there you go. He wrestled as Malachi on Sunday Night Heat. As Malachi? Yeah. Oh, he's a wild side guy. He wrestled at wild side before as well. He looks like he's big in... Let me double check the promotion to make sure I'm not bullshitting here. Yep, Omega. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, So that's Scotty Matthews for you. I don't know. Let's see. Is Jar Ryder? Is Jack Ryder? He's inactive now, so he's probably probably just fantastic. Yeah, he doesn't look like he has. He looks like he did more. Probably. Yep. Sunday night he jacked. He wrestled a lot on there. It looks like. I see HWA on here. Oh. ECWA. So Jr. Ryder looks to be uh, a little bit more active than the other guy, but. AJ Styles defeat him, so it doesn't matter. And Chance Prophet. If he could load any slower. He probably did nothing. Like, is it just fair to say he did nothing? Oh, he All still right. he, he still wrestled last year. Wait, this guy's still active. Uh, small indies, it looks like. I, I don't recognize many of these names. He did wrestle in TNA again in 2015. Oh, wow. Uh, on the Road to Bound for Glory tour. And he he won a match against Sean Schultz. In West wow. Virginia. So, wow. He's a... Remember his name. Um, I have an update from our Twitter page. I don't know if you've uh, noticed this. I don't know. Or is this one... Maybe it's one of your fun tidbits on the show. I don't know. But uh, back on our episode here of uh, Weekly Pay-Per-View number 66, uh, you posted something about Eric uh, Young performing a oh. double Death Valley driver. I did not see this yet. Okay. Okay, so you had a you posted something about Eric Young performing a double Death Valley Driver on Jarrell Clark and El Fuego. Well, Mr. Eric Young, <gasps> quote replied, and I believe he's referencing the weight of these men. He said, "2005, check the math." Oh, so you think he's saying, doing the the weight? Yeah. 
I think he's saying that those guys combined weigh 2,005 pounds. Check the math. Not, I mean, you didn't even put a year or nothing. He's, no, I didn't. I, that just confused the shit out of me. Yeah, it's 2003. I mean, he would, I would hope he would know that. But yeah, 2005. I'm sure he's saying 2000, 2005 pounds. I mean, that is. It's, to sound even more impressive than he already is. It was very impressive. But no, I didn't see that. That was actually, damn, I can't believe I didn't see that one yet. So that was exciting. Thanks, Bob. Um, but besides that, man, that's all I got. At least until we start the show. So, are you ready to watch pay per view sixty nine? Dude, I was born ready for this. I've been waiting to sixty nine with you, Bob, since we started this podcast. This is going to be a big show. Well, you're not the only one. Uh, Jordan has been very interested in doing sixty nine as well. But okay, so let's get into the show. That I'm for. Uh, yeah, obviously I'll do my indie notes throughout the show if I fucking remember to do it. No promises. Uh, you said at it. least not during the matches when they're actually doing it. So we'll see. But uh, anyway, I'm going to count down from five. Uh, when I say play, hit the play button. Uh, I would assume you would follow along with Impact Plus. I don't know if it's really anywhere else, at least legally. I don't know. But who knows? That's for you guys to decide. So I'm going to count down. Here we go. Five, four. Three, two, one, play. Oh, here we go. Flashbacks to Jarrett attacking Hogan in Japan, and it's all sepia tone. Wow. Dude, I don't like the way it's shaking. Is that bugging your eyes or what? Yeah, it's a little bit. Whoa. It could cause a seizure by doing that. Hogan busts it open. Let's get some help in here. Chono's there checking on him. Why? Three years ago at Bash at the Beach. Why? Why'd you do that, Jeff? Why? I like that um, Jimmy Hart was like, why'd you lay down in the biggest match of your life? Like, why'd you do that? (laughs) Jeff's like, I don't know. Russo told me to, damn it. Not, and like I said, it's not that big of a fucking deal. Like no one's no one's caring in two thousand three. Like I wasn't laying in bed at night being like, why did Jeff do that? I need to know. I just like was it the next night on on uh, Nitro where they're like Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff are no longer with the company? Or is that during Russo's promo that night where he like goes off? I don't know th- because they didn't even know he was doing that. So I that might have been addressed. The night after. On Nitro. Uh, we're, we're just seeing a highlight, highlight package still of Jarrett winning the title. Don, Don Carlos was ringside when he won. I think it's important to note. And there's Jimmy Hart. I will get my revenge because I had blood dripping down my back, even though it was probably just sweat because there was definitely not blood. Well, and I love that he was cutting a promo to the wall. It's great. Now we're seeing Styles wants his rematch, but they tease like, hey, you should go back to the X Division, which we'll get there. I have a note on that, but I was waiting until we saw Styles. AJ was like like powered like last week, and now he's not. Right. But he did get carried out like a child, throwing a temper tantrum. The Dusty Rhodes came out to confront 
a worthy opponent. He's the worthy opponent. Yeah, Dusty is. Look how mad he is. Can you believe they hit the hat off him? Unbelievable. The limo and the Hummer. Oh, boy. That's right. Are are we doing just a complete show breakdown of last week, this week, or what? This is a lot, man. And we're only three minutes into this video package, and it's too much. Yeah, and they haven't even touched on, like, anything else outside of Jarrett. And, I guess, Stingray. Yeah, here we go. Howl's at the moon. I thought it was going to be Moondog. Coming, yeah. <laughs> coming well, back. You'll know. I believe uh, Moondog has died. Oh, by this point, he's dead? I think so. Oh, okay. Really, really shortly after around this time, yeah. Who, we probably mentioned it at some point, and I don't even remember. I looked it up when he wrestled, and I was like, dude, he doesn't even, he, he's dead by the end of the year. Oh, yeah, that's rough. <clears throat> Do you think Jimmy Hart comes out with Sting tonight? Yes. I think he's absolutely going to be there. And Jarrett's going to have Don Callis with him? Yep. Now, do you think Jarrett is going to lose his, technically, his first title defense against Sting? No. Really? Oh, God damn it. LMO. Seven days ago, you dropped a bombshell on TNA. No, this week, we know who's in the limo. Wow, Jimmy Hart's voice, I didn't think could get any higher, and it just did. And it's like cracking. Jeff! Jeff! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This week, it's the man called Sting, one-on-one, baby. Sometimes your biggest nightmare might be right under the tip of your nose. And Jimmy Hart's just laughing. Wait, are they hyping up that someone else besides Sting could be in the limo as well? I think that's what he's saying. Who could be under the tip of his nose? Well, that doesn't work for me, brother. We know who it's not. Who could be under the tip of his nose? I wonder what that's suggesting. Well, Bob, you're seeing a shot of the crowd here. How many do you think are in the crowd tonight for the Stinger's return? 1,300. Bada bang, bada boom. Bob's got it right. 1300 We have a oh. sellout, but it's also heavily papered, of course. Of course it is. Yes. Four months in the making. Raven gets his hands on James so the, Mitchell. The first five minutes of the show is literally just Jarrett in uh, Sting promotion. Oh, shit, dude. Kick oh, Cash teaming with his partner, Laz, who just grabbed his ass on the way out. Sure did. Um, I, I, I don't know if we mentioned on the show or not. Uh, Laz, uh, I actually found his, his Twitter page thanks to Bill Barons, who tagged him in a post um, a few weeks back, or months at this point. Mm-hmm. And from that, La- I found out Laz is like a super talented artist. And he does, like, comic art and stuff, and it's wicked good. Well, that's interesting. I don't think I ever would have known that or even guessed that. Yeah, let me see if I can get his um his his Instagram up so I can shout him out because it's really good. CM Punk and Julio De Niro, The Gathering. Julio has full Raven paint on. 
Speaking of talented artists, I found uh, Lash LaRue recently on uh, Twitter. Really? Yeah, he used to do comic book stuff for like Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Oh, wow. Uh, I have some indie notes here for uh, Mr. CM Punk. Uh, so recent, he hasn't been in ring in a while here. For He's us. been, yeah, kind of just showing up, huh? Yeah, last time he wrestled in the ring here in TNA was October 15th. Oh, wow. Uh, but on October 18th, he defeated Colt Cabana for FWA. Uh, October 25th, he wrestled Steve Carino to a 20-minute time limit time limit draw for ring of honor and then on november 1st uh punk and carino co-won i'm assuming that's what this means they co-won a four corner survival that involved christopher daniels and samoa joe nice julio in the ring now with laz and and yeah as today is mentioning Julio has Die Mitchell Die painted on his chest. Is he like cosplaying as him or something? What what, what are they doing? Well, he's with Raven, dude. He's in the gathering. Lazzy picked up he, from between the crotch. Have, why does he have Die Mitchell Die? What does he have to do with it? Because Raven is fighting him tonight. Okay, so Laz just kind of tagged Kid Cash with his by putting his face in his crotch. I wonder if Laz was like a like an attempt to replace Bruce. I'm sort of getting that vibe. Um, I really like Laz. I think he's kind of, so, he's so weird. That's why I like him. I like his jeans. <laughs> well, he's supposed to be representing his favorite pop star, Britney Spears, if you recall. Right. Hip toss by De Niro. It's kind of weird to see Cash wearing trunks. And yeah. Not- I mean, I know he's done it a couple times, but it just it just looks weird. Well, he keeps switching. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested, uh, we fo- Laz follows us, and we follow him over on Twitter, at Dustin, Dustin Massey 101 and that's M-A-S-S-E-Y. And then over on Instagram, and, and on his page, it says he's a freelance illustrator, and... Does digital art and on Instagram he's Dustin Lee Massey, and he's got over thirty four thousand followers on his Instagram, oh, wow. and his art is absolutely incredible. I mean, like really, really good. I'm gonna have to look this up. Julio going for a pin. Kid Cash kicked out. Laz almost broke up the pin, but he didn't. Weird, very, very weird placement for Kid Cash on this show. Is it not? I mean, this is very odd. He drew He drew this stuff? Yeah, dude. He's an illustrator. Holy shit. No wonder he stopped wrestling. That's This is incredible. Dude, he's really good. Northern Light Suplex by Laz on Julio. Oh, kick out. He almost had it. That is, this is nuts. Good for him. I'll have to give him a follow, too. Why not? 
Oh, we tried to hug Kid Cash to celebrate, but Kid Cash was like, nah, dude. Nah, son. Here we go. Kid Cash laying in some punches after a chin lock. Some cross faces, my friend. Get it right. What? Those was considered cross faces. He was punching him. It was a cross face. It was like a forearm. Cross face. I've never heard it called that before. Well, if you watch some, if you were to watch some Nikita Koloff matches, maybe you would have known that. No, I did watch his really great cage match in 1986 with Magnum TA, but that's a bullshit lie. No, it's not. Kid Cash tosses Julio off the top rope. He never had a cage match with Magnum TA. Um, I meant best of seven. See, now I just made that up, so that's how I know that you didn't watch it. Wait, so yeah, I did, did have a cage match. See, so you're making it <laughs> so <laughs> Damn you, Cash Bob. With Cash with the slim. Oh, springboard moonsault onto De Niro. That might be enough. One, two, Punk kicks out. Is Punk got purple hair? Yes, he does. Wow. Now Punk is selling his right knee. It looks like he might have twisted it. Oh, there's our first uh, guys in the truck replay that I remember so far on the show. Oh, he hooked his leg on the middle rope. Oh, Laz with a nice middle rope jumping neck breaker on De Niro. That's going to be good enough for a two count. It's yeah, only that, good for it's good for a two count because Andrew Thomas is the referee. Well, I'm surprised he's not knocked out yet, but right, matter of time. Here comes Cash. Looks like oh, Laz Laz wants to hump De Niro. Cash wants a pile driver. The Laz wants to take Daniel from behind. They're going to argue. They can't get along. Yeah, see, I knew they had a best of seven series, too. See, I'm a big Nikita fan, man. Yeah, so. well, of course they had the best of seven. That's what they're best known for. Well, that's the best. Um, I'm also a big fan of, you know, the rush chain matches that they had. You're literally just looking up his cage match results. Like, get the fuck out of here. I No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. And you're smirking because you know it. Punk and his purple hair with a snap powers. I'm on cash. That's going to be a two count. Last I'm smirking because Laz is on my screen and I missed him. Yeah, okay. Well, now, would you... I mean, I don't know. If you're going to do Kid Cash being done with the Abyss stuff, like, don't you think you'd maybe, like, throw him in that X Division Battle Royal or something? I mean, he was a pretty big part of some of the earlier X Division stuff. Um, I don't know. I probably would keep him out of the X Division at this point. But you'd team him with Laz against the Gathering for no reason? No. This is the ultimate sign of, like, we don't know what we're doing with Kid Cash right now. Punk and Kid Cash brawling on the floor. Oh, Punk got poked in the eyes. Followed by a chop. A couple of chops. Look at all the people. There's so many people I feel like painted like Sting. I've seen at least like... Oh, there's a bunch. And a lot of them are wearing his shirts and stuff. I should have painted up like Sting for this podcast. That top rope blockbuster. Powerbomb blockbuster combo. That's That's it, man. I'm last for the pin. So Kit Cash did not take the pin. Which, well, I didn't expect him to. I, uh... I used to have a Sting Halloween mask. I should have uh, worn that. I also had a Sting mask. And then since it was kind of cracked and stuff, when we moved, I was told I had to get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. No, I do it. I could have kept that. Why? Well, I don't see why not. 
Cash is pissed. Laz is laid out. This isn't going to end well. I really doubt it. Tanae says, let's keep it on in the ring, the camera. Is Laz wearing women's underwear? I think he is. I'm sure he is. Oh, well, Cash is beating up Laz. Uh-oh, here we go. Oh. Whoa. Power bomb. Right on, like, the tailbone there. Oh, he stomped on his nuts. Okay, that's where we draw the line. That's... Yeah, he crossed the line there. That's right. Oh. Oh, well, here's Abyss. I had a feeling they were going to do this. Abyss turns a kid cash around. Abyss's mask looks different. Very shiny. Off the rope. Come back. Big clothesline. I mean, doing a leaping forearm to a cash, that just seemed weird. Didn't it? I thought so, too. He doesn't stand a chance against Abyss. I hope now Abyss is going to chase him through the crowd. Oh, Cash went outside. Is Abyss going to follow him? And they just goes out the door, and that's it. Let's go to Scott Hudson with Raven. Great. Raven, I can't put note to notice, but Julio painted himself up just like you. And look, Raven literally has Die Mitchell Die written on him, too. He does. Maybe Julio De Niro's doing, like, what uh, Damien Sandow did for uh, Miz. Oh, okay. This is this is it. Jim Mitchell, this is the Twilight of the Gods. Ragnarok. The church has been broken. Sin, Slash, and Vampiro have been eliminated. Oh, is that the end of all of them, then, here? Raven says only he remains. Last man standing tonight. You would think that uh, Mitchell's going to give him a hard time tonight by these promos. Right? May God have mercy on your soul. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Okay, Tanae is in the ring. He's a self-proclaimed Mr. October of professional wrestling. It's his newest nickname. He injured Hulk Hogan. But then Are you kidding it. me? His nickname is Mr. October of professional wrestling? Yeah, dude. He is. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Great. Wow. Why is Jarrett coming out before? Like, we're at 17 minutes and 40 seconds. Jarrett's coming out for an interview. He's got a huge match against Sting later. Because he can't help himself. He's got to come out and get overexposure because that's just what Jeff Jarrett loves to do. He's got something in his hand. Is that, it looks like a Japanese magazine. So he's going to be like, look at this Hulk Hogan on the cover. I did that. See you on February 8th. No, we won't be getting no date announcement. No, absolutely not. Yeah, learn from your lessons, right? Or learn from your mistakes. Jared's like, I need to go out for a promo. I need to do a backstage interview before my match. I need to have my match. Second entrance. Sting doesn't get the lights. I do. 
listen tonight. What could he what could he possibly say right now? They're chained for Hogan. Well, you guys aren't getting him. He just had surgery. Sorry. Oh, he said that's one of the reasons he came out here to talk. Hmm. He's got a magazine and a newspaper, it looks do like. You, do you want to buy that magazine, Dallas, or what? Japanese sports newspaper. He's pointing to it like Tanae can read it. Talking about a surgery and how oh, long Are you trying to say he doesn't know how to read? Not Japanese. Oh. A German magazine. It's actually a photo of Hogan from WCW. <laughs> When's he going to make his first ever appearance live in a TNA ring? Well, that would be January 4th, 2010. <laughs> In case you guys are keeping track at home. In case you didn't know. So we just got to wait seven years. Yeah, what's the big deal? A little less, actually. Really closer to six. So we're on November 5th, but. Oh, my God, Jarrett. I like you, but holy crap. <laughs> and when the match takes place, will it be for the title? So we're still hyping the match. Tanae says, wait, there's one other question that the people have on their minds concerning Jeff Jarrett, Mr. October. What's the question? What's that tonight? Oh, you hear him chanting it. And I didn't hear him chanting it, but Jeff Jarrett took the microphone. He's yelling at Tanae, get the hell out of my ring. This is get the feud we like. Get the hell out of my ring. I'm sick of Jimmy Hart. I'm sick of Dusty Rhodes. Tell him Tanae, get the hell out of my ring. This is the feud we've been waiting to return, really. Do we care about things here? No. No. Jerry's feuding with Tanae. Absolutely. Do you think they're going to kill Sting's pop again by bringing him out early like they did the last time? Oh, they better not. Oh. He said, if you don't get up here and help Mike Tanae out of the ring, Don West will be commentating alone. Don West ain't going to get up. I don't blame him. I like how Tanae's like, well, I can't do it. I can't do anything now. I gotta just leave. Right, now Jared's talking again. I'm to my next victim tonight at the asylum. Uh-oh. Oh, here's AJ. You hear that? Hey, speaking of AJ, I, I kind of want to hear what's going to happen, but I do have a note. Um, about Remember last week we talked about how Jared essentially no-showed a wild, wild side match? Right. Or maybe it was... And maybe yeah, we talked about it last week, but it happened before because obviously, yeah. or no, it's two weeks ago because it was before he won the title. Or no, it was after. Regardless, we talked about it last week. Damn it! And uh, I have a note about that actually, but I want to hear what Styles is going to say. He's yelling from the crowd. It sounds like. Where is he? Oh, he there is. he is. Oh, he's right there. But he's wearing like a white t-shirt, so he just kind of like a white button-up, so he blends really good into the crowd. Yeah, it really does. Oh, I know you found me. Because I'm out here with the fans. So this is full-blown Styles turning back babyface. Absolutely. He's definitely a babyface. He called him Major Redneck. Why does he look like Tom Cruise right now? He does. Wow. He said, when you're worried about Hogan and Sting, you should be worried about the same guy you were worried about last week, AJ Styles. 
Jared giving him a news flash. Um, it's hard ass. to be worried about somebody when they get their ass dragged out the back door. Yeah, when's the rematch? We need to know, Jeff. Hard Justice 2005? Yeah. Look at Siaki, Ekmo, and Trinity. Watch them on the screen backstage. Thanks, Tanae. We just saw that. You're not the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I feel like he knows that. You don't have Steiner, Duggan, and Sting gunning for you. Or Hogan. Or the press talking about you all around the world. You know why, AJ? You know what? I know it, and all the people knew it. Because you can't compete on my level. Wow. Oh, this is going to make Styles look really good if and when he does return to the X Division. Because then, in fact, I guess he can't compete on Jared's level anymore, so they... Yeah, he would have to go back, right? I don't want AJ back in the X Division. I don't think he kind of... He doesn't really have to be at this point. No. I'm not only your champion, I'm their champion. I think the only way you send him back to the X Division if you if you have someone in the X Division that you want to elevate. I feel like that's kind of the case. Oh, there's Sting right there, dude. In the red shirt. Did he just say they need him in the heavyweight division? I think the fans. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, he's telling him to enter Michael mm. Shane's into Invitational. Do it. Because the X Division doesn't need AJ Styles. Okay, so this is literally what Bob was just saying. Hmm. <laughs> Someone to knock Jared. See, off. AJ, though, he looked like a punk when he lost the belt. Like, he got beat up. Well, I don't think Jared's doing any favors here by being like, dude, you can't compete on my level. And then yeah. that was the performance he had. And he's saying, Am I not good enough to take you on? Competition is my life. That's what I do for a living because I no longer do landscaping. <laughs> Competition starts now. Oh, boy, he drops the microphone. Good. He's unbuttoning Take your his shirt. shirt off. Walking through the fans. The front row fans are like, wait, AJ Styles is behind us? And here he comes, hops the guardrail. Well, barely hops the guardrail until Jarrett comes after him. Well, this is a great time to bring up this note here because it's about these guys as he drops Styles in the guardrail. Uh, so this is from the NWA Wild Side. side. Uh, here is the version of what happened with the Fright Night show and the build NWA title match that didn't take place. Uh, what had been announced was that Styles would defend against local wrestler Rain Man on October 25th, and if Jarrett won the title, it would be a three-way. Wildside officials were told by Jarrett that Styles was going to retain the title on October 22nd, which is not what we heard from several sources going in, and Jarrett would win the title in a rematch on 1029. Well, Wildside officials claim Jarrett told him to announce the three-way if he wins because he wasn't winning. They claim he said if he did change his mind and win the title, then he would come to Cornelia, Georgia and defend it at the price Styles had agreed to come in for. 
after Jarrett won, he had no interest in doing the match, leaving promoter Bill Barons, who also works for TNA, in a bad position. Jarrett agreed to do the video promo for the rest of the week. They were trying to talk Jarrett into coming in, but he wouldn't agree. And Jarrett just hit Styles in the head with a chair as the Red Shirt Security and Don Callis are uh, taking control now. So, Bob, what do you think about that? So he said that he would come in, and then he was like, nah, I'm, nah, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, he was like, Styles isn't going to win. You can have Styles, your champion, but advertise it as a three-way if I win the title. But I'm not winning it. And then if I change my mind, then I'll come in instead, and I'll do it. And then he won the title, he changed his mind, and he did not come. Well, I mean, does it suck for Bill Barron's? Sure, but if I was Jeff Jarrett, I probably wouldn't want to go to a 150 people show. Yeah, but then just say you're not, you don't, you're not doing that. Well, he did. He said, "I'm." Not oh, wait a second. Oh, Abyss is helping okay. out Styles. He's attacking Redshirt. Well, because he was outside that door from the last segment, and now he's coming back in the door. No one will let him back in. I guess not. Abyss beating up Kevin Northcutt. Is he going to be a challenger for Jeff Jarrett, you think? What, what are we doing? I was kind of just thinking that. Face Abyss, I don't know if I have interest in, though. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm at, too. I don't know. No, oh, Ryan Wilson's waiting. Yeah, look at him. Oh, yeah. a big kick. Great. Fantastic. Beat him up. Great, Abyss is going to get double-teamed in the ring now. The unpredictable monster, Abyss, throwing him against the rope. Abyss comes up, breaks up that clothesline, double clothesline to the red shirts. Here we go. Wilson, kicks Abyss. Going off the rope, he's coming back. Black hole slam. Nice. Callus looks pissed. Clotheslines Kevin Northcutt over the top. And Don Callis is trying to like talk to him. Well, now he's immediately begging off. So maybe he wasn't trying to talk to him. He's like, oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. I cut my hair, just so you know. I have a degree. I just got a new degree. That's probably the same reason I cut my hair, but. Probably. Probably just take nice photos. Abyss nice. grabs Callis around the neck. Spit some gum out. But Northcutt makes the save. No choke slam tonight. Oh. Oh. Shock treatment on Northcutt? Oh, wow. Is he going to hit it? Callis is trying to talk on the mic, but it's not working. There we go. There you go. Wait one minute, you psycho. You better put him down. There's going to be hell to pay. Callis says, I'll make his life miserable. This is pretty impressive how long he's holding him up on his shoulders like this. I would just drop him. Oh, he put him down and he oh, hit yeah. it. I wasn't expecting him to actually hit it. I know. Wow. Send it to the back. Scott Hudson. This is weird. Abyss is baby face. Oh, geez. Here's Mitchell. He's all... He's, he's got an affliction shirt on, it looks like. He's got his elbow pads on, so you know he's ready for a fight. That's so funny. Something's going on in this match, right? 
I thought Abyss would be involved, but maybe not. That's what I'm kind of thinking, too, but... Does Terry Funk show up? Does he actually show up, you think? Um, Heal Terry Funk to fight Raven? See, I don't know if the crowd would respond to a heel uh, Terry Funk, though. I feel like Funk is too lovable at this point. I think if you're going to do it, I wouldn't do an entire story with Funk. I would just do a one-match thing. So I think this would be... If this if that is what they're thinking, then this is the perfect opportunity. I yeah, think I, I would think it'd be a one off. Okay, Mitchell. We know. You are harming. You will arrest me, but you can't outthink me. I always said Raven. I knew it the whole time. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. Raven, do not underestimate my mind. Okay. Oh, look at this. Cut the fucking music. Really? We have Shane Douglas on our show now? Oh, okay. Oh, he's wearing a t-shirt. It looks like it was tucked into his tights, too, which is kind of funny. Nerd. His first member of the franchise. Why? See, I hope he takes that shirt off. He doesn't look. He looks like to be, he's in good shape. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, he's fighting Sandman. Did we know that? I don't know if I did. I could live without knowing it, but whatever. Here we are. Here he is. Wait, he's wearing a sex shirt. Oh, my God. Sandman is drawn to the other side. He's... Oh, my God. He's joined sex. <laughs> what In typical fuck? Sandman fashion, he's about seven months behind. Holy shit, dude. Are we for real right now? That's funny. Wow. He's wearing a sex shirt. I bet you they were still selling sex shirts. I wouldn't blame him. Sex, thugs, and rock and roll. Okay, I wish I had something I could talk about during this entrance. I guess, well, I'll give you this note because I should have mentioned it during that Styles thing, but a lot was going on. So we joke about Styles going to the X Division. Well, uh, the moving of AJ Styles to the focal point of the X Division is still the plan, but it may be delayed. So there's a chance that he may stick around to kind of bug Jarrett for a little while longer. I don't understand why they would want him back in the X Division. I feel like it's because they like, yeah. don't know what to do with him. They're like, okay, he put Jared over, now what? It's such a step back, though. Like, I don't understand like, what the point of that would be. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know either. I mean, sure, would AJ have great matches with like Sanjay Dutt and stuff? Sure. Why does Shane Douglas look absolutely terrified of Sandman? Oh, well, maybe he is. He's standing on a chair drinking beer. Aren't you scared? I, I can't believe that you're here. Your forehead's already busted wide open. How is you want to get extreme? Extreme. Okay, finally, he's in the ring. Yeah, Shane Douglas does look really scared, which is kind of funny. Bell rings. Sandman points the kendo stick at him, but Shane Douglas falls on his ass, and Posey is trying to take it from him. Shane Douglas tries to take advantage, but it got ducked, so it didn't matter. And Shane is wrestling with a T-shirt on. I don't know why. He doesn't look like he needs a T-shirt. Uh, any, any any news for these guys, or are they just doing nothing? That's a very good call out, my friend, because I would have not have even remembered to uh, look it up. Uh, let me find out here in a minute. Cage match is being a pain in my butt right now. Did, wasn't there like some issue with them in XPW earlier? With with these guys here? Yeah, because wasn't like Doug was booking it, and then like he didn't want to pay. Oh. Oh, dude, you're right. When Sandman first came in, that was like an issue. Yeah. Yeah, we did discuss that. Yeah. So this is this is actually a long time coming. Well, apparently, uh, cage match is down, so I don't know. Okay. Well, we will uh, update you guys if that comes back on. I guess. The fuck. Oh, wait. Here we go. Sandman has a chair jumping off. And he went to hit Douglas against a guardrail, but Douglas moved. That was it. He moved. Oh, my God. Belly to belly suplex into the guardrail. That looked like it fucking hurt. Back first into the safety rail. Yeah, all right. Well, it looks like uh, indie news for this episode is not going to be a thing. Because it's officially down, and I'm just going to X out of all of them. So I'll just double it up next week, folks. God bless. Wow. Okay. I wonder if it's down on my end, too. It's down here. I already X'd out of it, so fuck it. Oh, yeah, dude. It's down. Yeah, clearly not important, so. I'm just going to say it now. We broke cage match. Sure did. Snap suplex by Shane Douglas. Rolling neck snap. Well, that was a sloppy looking rolling neck snap, but he did it. It happened. CPS, before I would look it up, the indie notes, and make a Word document, but then I figured, you know what? I'll just open up and tell. That was another horrible blow. Oh, my thing. God. That was wicked bad. And now cage match goes down. So, great. The thinking man's rustler. Shane Douglas is like an assassin with his intelligence. That's Tanae, right. Tanae really trying to drive home that Shane Douglas is smart. Controlling Sam in with a chin lock. Devastating. No one wants to see Sam and Russell in a straight up singles match. So this is going to suck. Yeah. 
Uh, Dallas, you'll be proud of me on uh, IcoPod. I was contemplating getting Domino's this week, and guess what I got today? Domino's. You damn fucking know it. That's right. Considering I got woken up by uh, assholes uh, hammering outside of my fucking window. Wait, Sandman tosses Shane Douglas off the top rope. With a press slam. Shane Douglas was going to go for his patented swanton bomb, but it did not work. Sandman now has Douglas over the top rope and then hits a... What the fuck was that? Oh, my God. Unorthodox leg drop, says Tanae. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) What in the world was that? Now... He's going to the apron, slingshot, leg drop. That looked better than the other one. Wait, could I take a guess what the worst match is going to be voted on next week? It's got to be this. Right? I mean, this is horrible. This is bad. This is really, really bad. Oh. Heineken Rana. Oh, Heineken Rana. That's right. I know all about Heineken's. They're in the green bottle. Yeah, how many beers have you had in your life, Dallas? Uh, none. None. Oh, Douglas throws Mike Posey in the way of the kendo stick, but Sandman stops himself, luckily. The white Russian leg sweep. Is he going to get him? One, two. Oh, I just got wicked nervous for that. Hey, uh, Jordan, you're listening to the show. Uh, Who's that? That's Tracy Brooks. Oh. She just hit a flying vagina splash. No, what is she does call that something? The pie in the sky? Is that? Oh, yeah, the said? pie in the sky, yeah. Sammy had her hair, but nope, Shane Douglas, belly to belly. We know who the first franchise is, Shane Douglas, or today saying, wait a second, Sam, and just kicked out of the belly out. to belly. Are you kidding me? And he's me? absolutely shocked that he kicked out of a belly to belly suit. Like, <laughs> the fuck? He did it again. Oh, he's no, like, another one. One, two. That got it. He probably whispered, you're not getting your, your money. And then <laughs> he stayed down. Yeah. Your booking fee is way too much. Uh, well, Jordan, I want you to let us know what is worse that uh, Dallas hasn't had a beer in his entire life, or that my first beer experience was a warm Bud Light. Let me know. Wow! All right, Tracy is with Douglas, who's got a microphone, and is it, oh, it is working. Say, so take a look at the newest member of the franchises. Do you think Tracy's hot? I'm going to say no. Uh, she's looking pretty good here. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a fan. Didn't she pose for Playboy? I don't know. I'd have to do a live search for you in just a minute about that. But, oh, she's kissing him on the cheek. She said there's nothing she wouldn't do. Well, what a surprise here. Shane Douglas is associated with a female manager. It's something that we've never seen before for him. What the fuck is this? We're backstage. Scott Hudson interviewing Jimmy Hart. There's a yellow light pointing upward and a blue light pointing downward, and they're in front of a sheet. Are they in Raven's locker room or something? Like what, what is going on? He says Sting is here because TNA is on fire. No, it's because he signed a contract for four matches. But Yeah, let's not, let's not forget that. And Sting is my friend, my baby. Friend. He's looking out for me, that Sting. 
why, Jeff Jarrett, did you lay down in the middle of the ring against Hulk Hogan at Bash at the Beach 2000? No one cares. Sting Uh, wants to know why. God, Sting, we don't care. Because it's showtime, folks. Woo! Who? Who? Huh. Are you looking up Tracy Playboy or what? I was going to let you know. Yeah, hold on. Give me a second. I was waiting for this entrance to happen. You, Bob, needs to know, so I got to look it up. Well, I feel like there was like a TNA Girls Playboy edition thing. Like SoCal yeah. Val. You are 100% right because I know exactly what pictures you're talking about. Tracy SoCal Val, and I think there's another one. So, Sonny Siaki and ECMO fighting America's Most Wanted tonight. I do remember that being announced. Yes, Tracy definitely did pose. And she is wearing a TNA shirt, and her boobies are out. Sick. <laughs> Look at this. Big big show, because Sting's here. So we got to pull out the white America's Most Wanted tights, dude. Yeah, we do. James Storm looks to be kind of happy, so I think they're going to go over tonight. I like this picture. Hold on, i got to hold this one up so you can see it, Bob. Could you explain to everyone at home what's going on in this photo? So it's that's Tracy uh-huh. posing up against a wall with the T. Is that TNA logos on her nipples? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh my god. Well, so yeah. did they actually do it? It was like a TNA wrestling, like a like a the women's thing. TNA. There were, I want to say, SoCal Val was involved in it as well. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I this is too hard to research live, you know. Um, but we know Tracy did, so Bob was Bob. You know what? For me. You know what? Let the guy that can look up Playboy. I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not of age. I I shouldn't be doing that. TNA wrestling. I just typed that in. Playboy. That did, that did not help me. There you go. Well, the bell rings. Dude, it's the first. It's the first post. Oh, I was looking at images to make this easier. I was trying to read an article about it. You're unbelievable. Well, okay, so I'm going to read it now because screw All right, here's the deal. I'm fucking doing this shit. Okay, Tracy Brooks. She has... This is from 2009. July 2009. Uh, Tracy Brooks has already posed for Playboy. She did a shoot uh, during her hiatus from television, blah, blah, blah. Also, it's being reported that Christy Hemi and SoCal Val may have also done shoots. So that was the that was the three people I was thinking about. Yeah, but was did those ones actually happen? I know Christy was in it anyways, but that was during her time in WWE. Uh, well, let me. I'm pretty sure, but let me look it up. SoCal Val. Uh, 
Uh, I'm going to say yes. Did they? Is this something that do you remember them like talking about it on TV, or did it just kind of happen no. and they just? I think it just kind of happened. I don't know. Hmm. Atomic drop by Harris. Storm does a Russian leg sweep. Goes to for cover on Zaki. Harris gets a two count. Okay, so I guess she nearly did it. Who did? So SoCal Vale nearly did it, I think. But didn't do it. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. She was, was okay. So in July of two thousand six, she was offered to do a centerfold. Really? Yeah. I don't want to stop your Playboy talk here, but it looks like cage matches back up. And Bob is lost in the. Uh... I'm deep in this Playboy stuff. So she. She ended up declining it. I'm sure we'll talk about this again come July 2006. But uh, she ended up declining it, but she has posed nude for an artist named Brian Hay and appears in his 2014 calendar. So if you have that 2014 calendar, if you want to send it to me, that'd be cool. Oh, okay. Send us the DM at Cross the Line TNA, and depending who sees it first, it'll either be me or Bob, and send the calendar uh, our way. Harris with a stalling suplex on Siaki. Bob, unglue your eyes. Cage matches up. We need indie news, man. I already X'd out of all of it. Okay. Well, I'd, li- I'd like you to reopen it. <sighs> I'm asking you as a friend to reopen it. Well, fine. Double drop kick to Sunny Siaki. I'm pretty sure none of these guys did anything anyway. So if I have to get caught up, it's going to be just on Shane Douglas and Sam in. Yeah, we're not really that far behind. I just happened to refresh because I was looking at this Nikita Koloff Magnum. TA best of seven series. Whatever, dude. Um, and one of my favorite best of sevens of all time. And yeah, okay. What, what's what's one of your other favorite best of sevens? Booker T and Benoit from like 2006 SmackDown. You son of a bitch. I actually was gonna say that. <laughs> of course, of course you were. Uh, um, I also really like the other one that happened in WCW. You know what? At least I'm happy you are aware of that one. That happened in WCW. Oh, Akimo with a big leg drop on Harris. Well, yeah, you know, that's why we got to do it again in 2006. I'm I, just because I'm not an encyclopedia like Bob is doesn't mean I don't know. I am not an encyclopedia. Bullshit. What was the date of WrestleMania 14? Uh, March 29th. Are you going to look it up? Yes, I am. Oh, no. <laughs> you didn't get it. <laughs> March 28th? That's closer. 26th? No, it's 29th. What? It's what? March 29th. I said March 29th. Oh, I thought you said March 9th. No, March 29th. Oh, then you're right. I was fucking right, you piece of shit. Bob, you're right. Okay, what year was, or not year, I need a date of 
Sacrifice, 2007. Uh, May 12th. No, pretty fucking close, man. <laughs> Holy shit. May 13th. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck? This is what I'm talking about. Excuse me. Uh, Storm is disoriented. Harris wants to tag. Siaki's down. Excuse Harris me. is struggling here. Big tag. Hot tag. Woo! Harris comes in, knocks Mo off the eight. Well, he didn't knock him off, actually. He just hit him. Flip Sunday second against rope. Back body drop. Now he hit Ekmo, but he didn't fall again. All right. Uh, Sandman didn't do anything on the Indies. Shane Douglas, though, on November 1st, he defeated Bubba the Bulldog for IWC. <laughs> okay. So there's that. Uh, all right. If I open up all these tabs again and Cajun Ash goes down, I'm going to fucking cry. How many did you have open? Because that's probably what broke it. How many did I have open? One, two, three. Big leaping clothesline to Ekmo. I had 17 open. Wow, you definitely broke cage match. <laughs> that, that many people do not go to cage match at one time. I bet you a lot of people go to cage match at the same time. Look at Trinity Love with her little cowboy hat on. Remember, they've been teasing her, separating herself from Siaki. Trinity's a girl that should have done Playboy. Okay, and there goes Harris off the top after. What do you mean? Okay, like that's a horrible thing to say. I'm complimenting her. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just calling the action. Okay. I need her to wear that outfit that she wore that one show again. Yeah, dude. The open sides. Double team. Siaki Ekmo. Oh, my God. I thought they were about to get it. What does this? Does this say Fatu or Fat? It says Fatu, but yeah, it does look like Fat. Okay. Storm going for the super kick, but Siaki blocked it. Yeah, because... Oh, my God. What? He almost broke his own neck. Oh, thank God that was in the end. But, yeah, he's supposed to be going by ECMO. He's supposed to go by ECMO Fatu, but they haven't called him that once. ECMO Fatu? That's what they're going by? Well, that's what they... They was reported that was going to be his name, but they haven't called him that. Whip Siaki into Storm in the corner, and ECMO, is he about to hit the big splash? Let's go. One, two, three. Oh, no. Storm pulled Siaki into the way. Spear. Gore. Gore. Oh, nice near fall. Taz, you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. So you know how I told you I ordered Domino's today? Yeah. Well, I ordered that at 4.34 p.m. Okay. At 4.38 p.m., Domino sent me an email saying, satisfy your craving with an ad fucking email. It's like, dude, I just bought from you four minutes ago. So they wanted you to buy another one. <sighs> uh, Trinity, you slid a chair in the ring and essentially gave it to America's Most Wanted, to Chris Harris, who's got the chair, hits ECMO, unprotected chair shot. And he definitely sold it. Come on, Raph, turn around. Trinity doesn't know she wants to help here. Oh. Oh my god. Eight second ride. Oh wait, it's David David Young. Young With the with the racket. Oh, Siakalips. Okay. 
Rudy Charles started counting before he was actually covering him, but he got a three count. Well, at least, um, what's his face here? At oh. least, um, James Storm didn't take the pin. Okay, they did just call him Ekmo Fatu. Uh, JB did. So they probably introduced him as that today, but that I don't think I've heard it before then. Interesting. Who? Here's Diamond and Swinger. Our NWA tag team. Simon has a problem. He hasn't done that here in TNA. Bottom line guys, that's what they are. And that's why they had to take out America's Most Wanted. (laughs) That's original. David Young just came back there like, who's the man? And so Glenn, Glenn says, who is it? And they're like, David Young's the man. Oh, look, David Young's like part of the group. So, now. Part one, Glenn. Okay. Oh, David Young and Glenn Gilberti versus Three Life Crew tonight. Glenn is like, no, me night off, man. Oh, he said, are you scared? Swinger says, that's a great idea. MW's out of the picture, and now they can get rid of Three Life Crew. He said Gil- fools. Three Life three Fools. Life, three Life Fools. 15 minutes. Okay, so we have one match, and then that match, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, he looked mad. Oh, they invited Scott to get a drink. Very nice. That's cool. Great, the Michael Shane triple chance invitational. And they're showing that all the people that Michael Shane has beaten, literally, I think everybody involved in the match is who he's defeated. Well, speaking of Michael Shane, he uh, did an interview on the World Wrestling Radio Show this past week. So I got a couple quick notes about that. Uh, he was asked about signing with WWE, and he said he wasn't. it wasn't even an issue right now because he was signed with TNA. So he just ignored that. Um, he also said that he called TNA month after month after month until Bob Ryder finally called back and offered him a spot. He claimed that Don Callis came up with the Ultimate X concept, which he didn't. And, I mean, in storyline he did, of course. And right. that he loved the match because he won his first belt ever in it. So independent belt or anything, that's his first title ever. Uh, he said that his goal in TNA was to work his way up the ladder to the world title level, and he was asked who he'd rather face for the belt, Sting or Jarrett, and he said Sting. And, dude, look at this. Low-key low is back. And speaking of low-key, look, I'm, like, doing Bob's indie news, except it's not indie Hey, news. you piece of shit. Don't you dare do mine. Uh, he will be in for a week or two between Japan tours. Yeah, okay, good. So Chris Saban too. Great. Now I, this is going to be a pain in my ass. Trying well, to get wait, the shit just wait for the match to start and then. All right. Well, at least with Loki here. Well, Sanjay Dutt. Well, Loki's just been in fucking all Japan in zero one. And if I were to try to list all these matches, I'd lose my mind. The last time we saw him here in TNA was back on August 13th when he lost to AJ Styles in an NWA world title match. And well, before hey, then, we hadn't seen him since May. So he's very inconsistent here. Shark Boy just came out. And who's this? Johnny Storm. 
He's back. Uh, Shark Boy, by the way, was brought back partially because they ordered a bunch of Shark Boy merchandise. Chad Collier. Well, yeah, this guy has been an explosion. Demore is apparently pushing for him to be a regular in the X Division in a role similar to that of what Dean Malenko had in WCW. I could see that. Here's Daniels. I don't have a note on him. I had a lot of X Division little notes there, though, like little, literally sentence for a bunch of those guys. So you can go back to your shit. I was just wanted to try to get some in. Oh, back to my shit, he says. Back to the independent news. One of my favorite parts wow. of the show. Wait back a second. To my shit. Oh, my God. Do you know who this is? I feel like my gut. I do, but I can't remember who it is, but I'm pretty sure I do know who it is. Who do you think it is? Oh, my God. I, I really don't know. I'm going to be so mad when you say it, though. Take a guess. Um, uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a hint. Bull Buchanan. Come on. I'll give you a hint. Okay. We've seen him live at a Northeast Wrestling show. What? That doesn't help anything. Look at his body. Well, that's what his body's so distinct. That's what's kind of killing me right now. Oh, Loki with a six one nine. We've seen him before. Yeah. Yeah. And we were kind of we were like pumped to see him. Is it PCO? There is. Holy shit. Speaking of PCO, in my indie notes here, I'm trying to wait for this fucking transition. And by the way, he's he's what X here? Is that what he's yes, doing? Yes, that's his name. Is X? Yeah. Oh. Uh, he's mostly wrestling by the looks of it to this point, mostly in Canada, which shouldn't be a surprise. Australia as well, but most notably back in July, uh, he had a dark match tryout for WWE where he defeated El Tornado, and if you couldn't have guessed, he did not get a job. Uh, right, let's see. Chris Saban will be next once I get to his uh, page here. And he did a couple of things here. He, on October 25th, he lost to Xavier for Ring of Honor. And then on uh, November 1st, he defeated Fabulous for IWC. Wow. Hey, Johnny Storm cut all his hair off. Oh, he did. He had long hair before. And he is, I, I mistakenly got him and Ashley Hudson confused the last time he was here, and I felt felt really dumb about that. So I'm sorry, Johnny Storm. Well, I'm uh, glad you issued a public apology for that. I really, I had to, because I did feel really silly. But they both had long hair. I, I got confused. Both long hair and international yeah, uh, Shark Boy, he was busy. He teamed up with Mad Mikey on Halloween. Is this real? He I, teamed with Mad Mikey to defeat AJ Styles and BJ Whitmer for NBWA. Dude, I have a note about that, too. In Indiana. That's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, well, wait, hold on. I got a note about that exact match. Okay, go ahead. And that's because apparently Hurricane was scheduled to work there and team with Shark Boy to take on Styles and Whitmer. But WWE uh, put an X 
on it. They said no, which it would have ended up being a WWE versus TNA match, essentially. I'm surprised that Hurricane would have been booked for that. Yeah, well, he, he still made an appearance for the show anyways. Uh, WWE doesn't let their guys do indie dates due to the injury risk. Right. Um, but nonetheless, pretty pretty interesting. Uh, I think a couple of guys have been eliminated. Johnny Storm, I don't think, is in the match anymore. Yeah, we've been covering a lot. Yeah, a lot of guys are gone. Johnny Storm's 100% gone. Sanjay just got destroyed by Axe. Is Sharkboy in there? Dude, I don't think he is. Sharkboy's no, gone, too. Sharkboy's gone. Looking at X's face again, like, now I can tell it's him. Right. Uh, all right, some more stuff here. Also on Halloween, uh, Sharpboy, but he was known as Dean Baldwin. He teamed with Cosmic Kid in a losing effort against Lash LaRue and Mike Wallace. And then on November 1st, he, he lost to Ace Steel for HWA. Oh, I like Ace Steel. Uh, Sanjay Dutt just got chucked out of the ring by X. So, Bob, we're at our final five here. We have Daniels. Oh, wait, there's Shane Douglas watching the match with Tracy. Um, so we have Daniels, Collier, Loki, Saban, and X. Who is your number one seed in this match? Well, if you're telling me Scott Demore was trying to push Collier, I'm going to say Collier. I like that idea a lot, actually, but I'm really worried that it's going to be X. Because he's like a big X gimmick now and like X division, and it's going to be a bigger challenge. I can see that. So I think X is going to win the Rumble. And then out of this, then we'll get two other singles matches that will happen over the next couple weeks as well. Actually, next week, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, there goes Chris, Collier. Son of a bitch. Well, there goes my guy. Uh, Christopher Daniels, he defeated John Walters on October 25th for Ring of Honor. And then on November 1st. He was involved in that four corner where Punk and Carino won that I mentioned earlier. So no reason for that. Let's see what Johnny Storm is up to. See, if Cage Match didn't screw me over earlier, this would be a lot smoother, but. Really? Here we are. Uh, Well, Johnny Storm has been mostly wrestling in England for ASW. And FWA against people that I don't know. Uh, he did have a match against American Dragon on October 27th, which he won. Hmm. That's all that really matters there. Let's go to Mr. Sanjay Dutt. Let's see here. He. Uh, all right. I guess on October 25th. I don't even know if I mentioned this. On October 25th, he lost a ladder match to B-Boy for Combat Zone Wrestling. Uh, and that same day, he teamed with Ruckus to defeat B-Boy and Trent Acid on the same show. Mm-hmm. Combat Zone. X and Loki going at it here. Is So is the gimmick here with X is like, He's like kind of defeating the purpose of the X Division or what? I mean, I know it's no limits, but give me a break. I do feel like that's sort of what's going on. He's very is that this is really one of the first times we're seeing someone not um small athletic in an X Division okay. match. Am I, I is that wrong to say? I think that's fair. I mean, I mean Siaki technically was probably Yeah, fair. but that's not yeah. as bad like Axe is, like, built different, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, this is a muscle mass type of situation. Muscle mass and definitely, like, a, I want to say, like, the unstoppable kind of, like, 
It's like when they eventually did it with Abyss. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, what? The same idea I'm getting from this. Loki with a super high kick on X, who's on the top rope. Uh, Chad Collier, he recently had a tryout on November, or not November, on September 30th for WWE, where he teamed with Canyon to defeat Kevin Fertig and Travis Tomko. That would be wow. Mordecai, by the way, Kevin Fertig. Oh, yeah. He uh, Chad also wrestled Nigel McGinnis to a 50-minute time limit draw on October 25th for uh, War in Ohio. Hmm. And on Halloween, he defeated Matt Stryker with a Y for NBWA. Wow. That's most notable there as well. Uh, and I think that is all. For wow, that was a lot. Guys involved here. I know we weren't calling a lot of action in this, but guys, it was a battle royal. Uh, we're at our final four. Well, I mean, there's been, like, you know, big spots and stuff, but it is just oh. a, ba- oh, a nice backbreaker. Everybody saving. It's been mostly just uh, battle royal shit. Yeah. What does Gallows yeah. call it? About? He's, like, just it's like trade throwing, elbows? Yeah, throwing bows with the boys or, or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's been fun. Everyone kind of got their shit in, essentially. And now Daniels just tried to eliminate Loki and Saban, but they did not get eliminated. Remember, they were in Triple X together. And now that Loki tries to throw Daniels out. But Daniels slipped back and is like, what are you doing? And they're trading chops. Loki winning that exchange. Double underhook. Oh, somersault kick, though, by Loki. Going for the key crusher, but it was blocked by Daniels. Loki ducks the clothesline, comes back tilt-toe. Oh, oh, oh. He's got the dragon clutch. Dragon sleeper. But wait, here comes... Oh, Saban. Oh, they both got tossed out. That was our fourth and third people. So we are getting Daniels versus Loki... Next week, if they're if they're keeping it the way they said they were going to, because three and four face off. Yeah, they've been known to not necessarily keep up with what they said they were going to do. Yeah. So is it going to be X in his TNA debut, or is it going to be Chris Saban, who is the number one seed? If not, who is going to face off against Collier next week? Wait. So whoever whoever loses, whoever gets eliminated here, wrestles Collier. Yeah, so the second and the fifth place people face off, and then the third and the fourth face off. And if I had I, to guess, they arranged that because of the way that elimination just took place. Right. Package pile driver on oh, Saban onto chair. a chair. I'm thinking that Saban's going to get eliminated because he did, didn't he have that good match with uh, Collier on the explosion? Uh, you might be right about that. I'd have to triple check. but I think it was him. Actually, I think I have my – I can pull up my explosion stuff. If I can remember when it happened. Well, and there he goes. So X does, in fact, win. So he he's going to be going to the triple threat match. Yes. So he gets a bye to, right to right. that triple threat match. Right. He does not get an immediate title match. All right. So Don Callis is backstage asking... Uh, Scott Hudson's with Don Kels asking what control he has over Abyss. How can you control this monster? 
And now he's, he's talking about Axe. He's talking about how he's one of the best. So, okay. So he's basically hinting like, hey, I'm running this X guy. Yeah. I care about the welfare of this company, and that includes you. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Oh, he's never been more serious about anything in his life. Rowdy Rowdy Piper is insane. Um, so Chris Sabin did face Collier on Explosion, and that was on October fifteenth, two thousand three. Mm. So Bob was correct. I was having trouble finding it, so I did have to just go to Cage Match to make my life way easier. You're damn right, I was right. My notes, it's like a word doc, so it wasn't easy to go through. Uh, Red Church just came in and like pulled Callus and was like, did they say like, oh, hey, we got to talk, or what was that about? Oh, great. What's this? Roddy Roddy Piper. Piper. He's at the emergency. He's by a sign for an emergency room. Saying he's looking for Russo at the emergency room. They just showed the clip of Jarrett beating him up. Oh, the doors are open for RP. Mm. One of the last living icons of professional wrestling. It's a black and white video. The audio is shit. Yeah, it's not great. Talking about the redshirt security. Well, we eliminated the British with the red coats. <laughs> this is a very odd video package. I don't understand what we're like witnessing right now. You're not honoring that. Oh, Hulk Hogan. The Hulk Hogan may be coming to NWA TNA. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, Piper what? says, I don't know if I'm going to let you do that, Hogan. Oh, no. Piper said he is coming back, but you'll never know when or how. Great. Because NWA is a rocket ship ready to go with no Russo. Here I come, baby. And there is April Pennington covered in glitter. And I no longer care about what Roddy Piper just said. That's not my favorite girl, though. I don't care. Here comes Glenn Gilberti and David Young, the master of the spine buster. Hey, speaking speaking of David Young, uh, it's actually noted here that Chris Saban and David Young are going to be brought into AAA as the first part of talent exchanges with TNA. David Young is? And Chris Saban, yeah. Yeah, well, Saban doesn't surprise me, but the fact that David Young... He's the master of the spine buster. Uh, that's not my girl. Is she stealing the gimmick? Wait, that wasn't her? I don't think that was iPod. 
Well, here comes the three life crew. Oh my god, I have a note about Conan too. Be jizzle. Apparently, he's got a very bad hip and will likely need it replaced when he retires. That's one of the. That's a note I have this week for, for Conan. Yeah. Wow. I just like that. That's the sentence in this. His hip's really bad, so he needs it replaced when he retires. He needs it replaced. <clears throat> well, I mean, he actually ends up. I think he gets a couple of hip re- hip replacements, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't know. Yo, where are my dogs at? Wearing a hockey jersey. I wouldn't label Conan as a hockey fan. Hola, le. Aliba la raza. You want to feel this shirt, BG? That's enough. Do the damn thing. Well, I just, I knew I didn't want to look it up, but I was like, you know what? What was Conan's last match? And unfortunately, it was a lot sooner than you think. Really? <laughs> yeah, his his the last match as of now was at Triple Mania 27 in 2019. And it was like a huge match. So you probably didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, it was probably, if I had to guess, this was David Young going after Ron Killings to start us off. Um, and then his other match before that was on MLW in the 39-man Battle Riot match. In 2019. Mm. And then. Before that. He wrestled Loki. For the MLW World Heavyweight title. In 2018. In a no disqualification match. And Loki defeated Conan by referee decision. Really? Does it tell you how long the match was? Uh, It does not on this. Well hold on actually. I can probably go in here and find out. Oh no it doesn't say. Uh, and then uh, I'm just going because this is the last one in 2018. Uh, oh no, it's not. I lied. But he had the concrete jungle, uh, concrete jungle death, which was LAX versus the OGs in Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory 2018. So it's Conan Ortiz and Santana versus Hernandez Homicide and uh, it was uh, Eddie Kingston, right? Yeah, King. So Conan has wrestled a lot more recently than I would have guessed. Yeah, but I mean, who knows how much he actually did. It still counts, man. It don't matter. Well, if you're talking the last time he was like more at, well, it, well, because it looks like a lot of these, he didn't really do a whole lot. In 2010, he was pretty active in 2010. Like, very active. When's his last TNA match as Gilberti did a slow-moving elbow drop to uh, BG James? Well, if you're not counting that Impact one, you're going to have to give me just a second. What Impact one? The Bound for Glory 2018. Well, I guess that would count then. Okay, we'll count that. Now, before that, his last TNA match ends up being in March of 2006. Wow. And it's at Destination X. That's before LAX even comes in, I think. Well, not quite. Not quite what? It's LAX. At Destination X 2006? Yep. 
According to this, LAX is there in January 2006. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's right. This match is garbage so far. No, what are you talking about? So I'm glad that we're talking about Conan more, to be honest with you. This is almost, this is basically the tag team version of Shane Douglas and Sandman from earlier. Well, we have a second runner up. Gilberti and David Young get whipped into each other. B- I'll tell you what, if it wasn't BG James, I'd be a lot more interested. I agree with that. I really don't like BG James. Not me either. Hey, well, we still got a last man standing match. We still got Jarrett versus Sting. We got two things to look forward to. So we still got stuff going on on the show. Yeah. And I got some fun notes about about Sting. I'm saving it. So if you want to hear that note about Sting, stay tuned. BG James has a chair, but Mike Posey's like, wait, where'd this come from? Oh, shit. The racket got thrown in the ring by Conan. Oh, David Young gets hit in the back with the racket. And here comes the axe kick. Scissors kick. The crowd couldn't really care about this either. Dude, the crowd is and dead. And David Young is pinned. The thing is that the crowd likes the real life crew a lot, and they don't give a fuck right now. Yeah. So uh, David Young did one thing right, and then he did one thing wrong. So that probably means he's kicked out of the group, right? Right. Conan just slapped Glenn. Look <laughs> at okay. that rolling thunder closer. That was awkward. He just randomly, like, gently slapped him in the face. Oh, Ron, is Ron going to do his top rope leg drop what's up thing? Wait. Who's that? Sw- Swinger oh, and Swinger. Diamond. And Diamond. But oh, Kellings like goes. Kick. Yeah. Oh, but Diamond super kicks him. I don't know how he super kicked him in those tight ass dress pants, but I more power to him that he didn't rip a hole in him. Here's America's Most Wanted. Do I smell a uh, three corners uh, tag match, triple threat tag match, or what? I was just thinking. I mean, you're well, looking. Well, actually, at... you could do a four corners, Gilberti and Young, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at our top three tag teams in TNA right here. Essentially, essentially, our only three. If you're, if you're, well, we got Akmonsiaki, I guess, but. Oh, that's true. Well, here we go. America's Most Wanted has the belts in hand that are not theirs, and they're on the microphone. You and your boys can't run forever. You can send any team after us. But the bottom line is... These belts belong to us. These belts are ours. And they as, ain't gonna go anywhere. And Storm is snapping it on. We're not the champions right this second, but we will eventually. Okay, BG's talking now. Right. Tommy Hilfiger, cowboy. Uh oh. Knights in white shining armor. But if you think you're the number one contenders. And my friends, you got another thing coming. Uh-oh. They're looking at the number one contender. Three live crew. He just called them cowgirls. How offensive. He's uh, he's really great with these insults. They are playing the music 
Oh, wait. Oh, no. It's Sonny Sackman's music. Yeah, yeah, ECMO. Oh, wow. So now we literally have all of our tag teams out. Hell yeah, dude. All of our uh, weekly <laughs> appearing tag teams. Well, how many tag teams do you think would come out if they did every tag team that's ever shown up? Uh, we might be here for a little bit. Quiet Storm would be up in the bleachers. Rock and Roll Express, Quiet Storm. Rock and Roll Express, yeah. Vader Dusty. Vader Dusty. LOD. LOD, yeah. Well, oh, Hawkstead oh, at this point. Hawkstead. No, so. <laughs> so that wouldn't work. Hakisaki and Ekimo Fatu versus Johnny Swinker and Simon Diamond for the tag team titles. This is a mess. Are we going to get a battle royal? Glenn's like, yeah, did I Glenn. make a deal, David Young? Yeah, Glenn, you did. I don't work well under pressure. Oh, Glenn said, I'm going to make this work and make everyone happy, but this is too much right now, and he's leaving. Smart. I would put the belts on ECMO and, and uh, Siaki. Yeah, why not? Okay, now we're going to get a history between the blood feud with Ra- Raven and James Mitchell, which I can tell you right now, this is going to be a long as fuck video package, is it not? Here's a time check for anybody. Why I don't know if we've really done any today. Uh, one hour, 24 minutes, and 10 seconds, 11, 12 seconds, 13 seconds, 14 seconds. Yeah, we haven't done them in a while, so definitely needed. We have roughly 30 minutes left of the show. Yeah, I think you think you're right. Yeah, it goes a little bit longer than a past couple. So, well, it's staying in Jared, dude. Um. Well, okay. So, can we let's make bets? Okay, we should do like a a bingo board, like a drinking game. Uh, I'll drink like Sprite or something, but it, it could be like, okay, and if it's a Jared match, do they do the double down? Does Jared uh, get? <laughs> Get a headlock on him, and then does he get or a sleeper hold, and then does he do one in? Does it happen in reverse? Um, do they go in the crowd? Does Jarrett bleed? We could get bingo really fast on any. I don't think Jarrett's gonna bleed tonight, but I think he'll do pretty much everything else you just said. No, but I think that that needs to be on the board. Well, yeah, of course. I'm gonna take out your men one by one by one. Dream blood, Jim Mitchell. Dream blood. You not a hot wire card. <laughs> They're show this is probably from explosion. You and him next week. So yeah, this is from last week, probably like I said, on explosion. He's trying to <laughs> steal a car. That's so funny. Do you know how to hotwire a car? That's great. You know, yeah. since it is a last man standing match, Raven could lose this if somebody gets involved. That's a good point. Oh, after a pin? What the fuck? So it's a Texas death match. Dude, Mitchell got out here so fast, I didn't even see him coming. They were focused on, like, Lollipop. Yeah. Mitchell's going to blade, right? Dude, yeah, he's getting busted open. 
He probably came out quick because Ravens got a five minute entrance. They knew. They knew. Yeah. Uh, yeah, back to the long one. <laughs> it's a big time match for him. I mean, it kind of is, really, though. I mean, is the, I mean, obviously we want uh, we want Raven to get his hands on Mitchell, but do we need it in a match? Like, I would have been satisfied after he beat Vampiro if he just beat the shit out of him or something. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you need it as a match. That's why I think something's going on. The final phase, the final chapter. He looks so happy. Dude, he's ready to be. He's ready to be. Look at Raven growing his hair. He looks like Bob right now. Oh my Why God. Why are you saying that? Because his hair is growing like your. Look at that's Bob. <laughs> You look like <laughs> Father James Mitchell right now. My hairline is better than that. Is it? Because it's receding each and every week. No, it's not. Yeah, it is, dude. I can tell. Okay, Bob. Okay, they're about to fight. And Mitchell's going to run. I like that Mitchell's wearing blue jeans and like an affliction button up with elbow pads. This is hilarious. He's going to blade within a mat. He might have already just bladed. Right there, you think? He might have. It doesn't look like it yet, but wait, still steps coming up. You know that it's got to lead to it, right? Oh, on a chair. I feel like he's definitely going to blade off of something stupid, if not already. I agree with that. He might be doing it right now for him. Oh, you think Raven's doing it for him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, he definitely is. Look at him. And the way the camera was, I mean, that's probably Demore being like, don't get over there because he's blading them. Oh, look at that. He's bleeding. We're We're too good at this stuff. Yeah. Well, sleeper hold. Taking it from the Jeff Jarrett uh, notebook here. The Cobra Clutch, excuse me. The move that he's been practicing for years. Oh my God, Mitchell's pouring out. That's kind of gross. Raven does have, oh my god, look at the cut on his, Raven, you really got him. It's yeah. probably a fucking receipt for how he scalped you, huh? Absolutely, dude. I would have done the same thing. You want to try to cut me open and kill me? I'm going to do it to you too, brother. Oh, it's Raven that. choking Mitchell with his chain, the dog collar he came out with. Oh my god, that's so gross. Raven grabbing the steel chair. Raven, Raven, go get him, Raven. Do it. Wait, here's the gathering, dude. I'm not really liking the purple hair on uh, Punk. It's weird. Mitchell just got a low blow on Raven. Oh, my God. Mitchell looks like a psychopath. 
I think the gathering might turn on Raven. Stop it. You think that might be the person that the plan this whole time is like, yeah, the gathering. like we're trying to help you and you're not letting us. So fuck you. We'll just turn on you. Mitchell went for the pin, but no. This is ridiculous. Raven should have already won it. Technically, yes. But if you think about it, Raven is trying to more or less inflict the pain. He doesn't care. I don't think he cares about winning. So he's more focused on how can I just beat the shit out of Mitchell? He's not focused on. He's getting whipped with the chain right now. Yeah, he sure is. I feel like Mitchell's getting revenge more so than Raven is right now. I mean, he is bleeding quite a bit, but. It is pretty gross, dude. I can't believe Mitchell's having a match right now. Well, when you scalp a guy, I guess you probably owe him one. Yeah. I mean, really. Discus clothesline by Raven. Measuring Mitchell comes back. Big clothesline. And another one. And another one. And another one. Raven sets up the chair. By the drop to a hold of doom. Of doom. Is he going to hit it? Oh, yeah. Wow. He didn't get all of it, but... His face certainly didn't land on the chair. I'll say that. Huh? DDT? Even flow? Raven effect? Whatever you want to call it. He hits it. That's going to be it. One. Two, three. There's the pin, but now he's got to count to ten. Which is not how a last man standing match works. He's still counting. That's Raven's the fastest attaching... count I've ever seen in my life. That's a ten, and Raven is attaching the dog collar. Wow, that was a pretty quick count there, Andrew Thomas. Oh, he's hanging him. Oh. There you go. He's trying to murder Mitchell. Oh, my God. That's so gross, Dallas. Wow, dude. Raven pushes off Blackshirt security. He's hanging Mitchell. He's gushing blood. Wicked, oh. wicked bad. Oh, my God, dude. Gathering, yelling at him. Raven's got a microphone. So much for Jim Mitchell and his church. Wow. Well, that's, I mean, that's it. That's got to be the conclusion of that. That was gross. He said, I'd go through your men one by one. Well, now, hang on. They're punking De Niro. See, they're in behind him. Oh, stop it. They're going to celebrate, Bob. He's got a destiny to fulfill. Oh, he just pushed Punk off for rubbing his shoulder. Jeff Jarrett, I'm coming for you. He's got a destiny to be NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He said, however, in this quest, he has to do this alone. He's about to he's about to break up with the gathering himself. 
thanks him for their help. But he's setting them free. Gathering's done. De Niro's like, shit, I'm out of a job. I always walked alone. That's not true. The flock. Punk says, don't do this. Please don't do this. He says, boss, please don't walk away from us. They're begging him. Please, Raven. So weird. What, wimpy punk begging for punk or Raven to not walk away? Well, if he was in Ring of Honor, he'd be like, you're a drug addict, and I want to fucking kick your ass tonight. And now he's like, please, no, stay with me. This is weird. Well, the gathering has been set free. The Jim Mitchell saga is over. Raven has set his eyes back on the NWA title, so he says. Yeah, let's not forget the axe, dude. Axe making his debut. He's advancing to the through mansion two weeks. Next Wednesday night, though. Chad Collier versus Chris Saban. That'll be good. And, and Loki and Daniels. So we have two good X Division matches already next week. Yeah. That's that's pretty exciting. I think they'll, yeah, I think they'll be good. But that's not all. <clears throat> Dunwest says, how ironic is it that Loki and Daniels are going to face each other? Who's this? It's Loki. Oh, God. Don't give him oh. a microphone. No. It's going to be you versus Loki. Yeah, we know that, Loki. Triple Which H is over? No, it's over. Hmm. Look, at all the, look at that. There's a guy in a sting mask and in a vampiro mask right yeah. there. It's not the size of the fighter. We get it, Loki. The size of the fighter. Okay, we get it. Okay, Jesus. Yeah, but Daniels isn't that much bigger than him, so is that really... No, he's not. It's now friends that are now enemies because they went after each other in a battle royal. Wait, we need clarification, yeah, in this tag title situation. Go, Birdie's gonna somehow... Figure it out for us. Okay. Go to nwatna.com. Do what you can. You can get so much stuff. The best of the NWA title matches, DVD. Best of the exhibition. Best of the bloodiest brawls. And, of course, all the T-shirts, merchandise. And you can buy the album, Volume 1 and 2, of course. Don't forget that. nwatna.com. It's next. One of the cornerstones of the industry. We are at one hour, 37 minutes, and 51 seconds. We are heading toward our main event here. It's showtime. And look at this. No promos or nothing. Here's Jared's wow. video. No video. Jared even coming first. I'm actually, I know it's Sting, but I'm still kind of shocked. The champion always comes out last. Depends on you look at it. No matter what, the champion comes out last. I mean, it's kind of weird when they come out first, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. Comes out last. <sighs> All right, come on, Jeff. Just come out. So what Just you're saying out. is Sting is going to leave as the champion? I would. You would do that? You'd have Sting beat Jarrett right now? I'm over Jarrett as being champion. He doesn't need it. Give it to Sting. Already? Yeah, why not? Okay. 
Yeah, you got at least two more dates with him. I mean, that's true. So, you know, what's the difference? My world. In my world. The Mr. October of professional wrestling. Yeah. If only they had came up with that nickname in October, because it's now November. So. That's a really great point. I know his music stopped. Oh, is Borash going to do the fancy boxing fucking intros? Yeah. Oh, Sting actually has his own music this time. Oh, he does. I didn't think about that. That is exciting. Great. This guy's going to have a 20-minute intro, too. Oh, no, he's doing intros now. He better not do it twice. Borash. Wait, who else used this song? Didn't someone else use this? That's Sting's, like, Metallica, like, remix. Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Okay. Well, they also have cool scorpion lights behind them and stuff, so Sting actually yeah. has a little bit special of an entrance here. Feels... No wonder this song sounded so familiar to me. Yeah. Wait, Jimmy Hurt's not even with him. Go get him, Sting. Okay, we get it. Sting's been a multiple-time champion. Sting is back, and he's here. He's going to beat Jeff Jarrett for the world title. Does Sting feel lame as fuck being at the fairground arena or what? He doesn't give a shit. He's getting paid what? How much is he getting paid, do you think? Well, we had, I feel like we had a rough number a while ago, and it was, it was pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, he, I wouldn't care either, but. I'm saying he's probably at least getting 10 grand, right? I feel like he's got to be getting paid upwards, right? Yeah. Could you imagine, oh, I'm going to go to Nashville, and I'm going to do a. Oh, probably 15 minute match max, and I'm gonna get 10 grand. That's awesome. Look isn't at the blanket. That, isn't that an amazing feeling? Who's he better not set it on fire? Damn it. He threw it back at the fan. They're pissed that he that he took their blanket. I would have set it on fire. I would have been like, Father James Mitchell, come out here with your fireball and fucking light it on fire. You know, it's important to note that we didn't see Vampiro either. Yeah. So I think it definitely concludes his TNA run. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. There we go. The bell rang. The electricity. The anticipation. I don't think it's that big of a deal, folks. I think we can chill out a little bit. But that's just me. Jerry looks terrified. As he should be. He's got to face the music.
Yes, this is reminding me of Ali and Frazier. Absolutely, dude. Shoulder block by Sting. You don't think this reminds you of Ali and Frazier? You yeah, probably I've don't even know who those are. I've seen it like a couple times. Do you even know who Ali and Frazier are? Yeah, Muhammad. And uh, the Frazier guy. Yeah, what's Frazier's first name? Well, he usually just goes by Frazier, so I don't... But I'm... what's Frazier's first name? I could, uh, Michael. No. I'll give you three guesses. Michael's not right, but what's the other two? That's got to be close. Is it uh, Bill? Nope. You were probably close with Michael. Yeah, I figured I was. <laughs> Is it bad if I tell you I feel like I have a t-shirt with him on it? Uh, yeah, it's probably bad that you don't know his name. I don't wear it, so. Just think of, like, what's a name you would use if you were to randomly say something? You're telling a story, but you don't know his name, so you're just like, oh, this guy. John. Close. Joe. Oh, my God. I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> Joe Frazier. How stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so stupid, Bob. Uh, I knew that. I'm sure you did. Sting and Jarrett locking up. I'm more of a wrestling guy, okay? Nikita yeah. Magnum, best of five, or seven. Best of five, best of seven, cage match. Uh, first blood, death match, whatever, same thing. I like the Russian chain, but whatever. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Sting going for the, the, the death lock. Jarrett's kind of tapping. He's... He's trying to, like... He's tapping in preparation for the pain. Oh, oh my God. You got it over. No. Uh, Jared's not wearing his all-white gear, so this probably isn't that big of a deal, right? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, he might have not wanted to step on Sting with the white paint. Yeah. Jared's kind of limping ringside a little bit. He's yelling at the fan whose blanket he just took, and now Sting is fighting right in front of her. Look, see, I slam him on the blanket. That's right. She moved it though. Look, she's like, "Can I, can I borrow the blanket?" Absolutely, thing. Can I ruin it by by choking him with it? Yeah, sure thing, thing. So it's okay for Sting to abuse the blanket. She's like, "I'm never washing that ever again." That's. I mean, that is kind of cool. He's like, "Yo, let me take your blanket that has my face on it, and I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna beat up Jarrett with that." Hey, I'm gonna hey. punch him. If you guys are following along at home and you have Jeff Jarrett wrestling in the crowd during his match, please put that on your bingo card now. (laughs) They are climbing up the bleachers. Because, shocker, it's happened again. Oh, he missed a strike. I can't believe it. It looks like it might not be as long of a crowd moment as we are used to, but that's okay. Sting with a chair hits Jarrett in the back. That's a disqualification. If I've ever seen one, that's a disqualification. You don't care. Nah, dude. Is the referee counting, or are we just, like, not... Worried about rules today. Um, yeah, it's a sting match, brother. So Rudy's like, just guys, just just do the pin in the ring at least. As far as rules, there is none. Okay, we're in the crowd longer than I expected, but here we go. Back to ringside. Heading over to the announce table. 
Right on the oh, table. Break the table. Sting, use the DVD. Oh, wait. He's got the fan that was probably cooling off Don West ringside, and he hit Jared with it. Break the table. For the love of God. Ass whooping. Woo. Drops Jared on the guardrail. Jared's back in the ring. Sting heading back in the ring. Charles, Rudy Charles is like, can you guys please come now? No, Jared's bleeding. Uh, okay. Put that on your bingo card. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to bleed, but he did. Wow. I'm pretty surprised, too. Although, to be honest. hold fuck. Three for three. Dude, I'm telling you. Next, I'm, okay, right now, Bob, this is a project of ours. For Jared's next big title match, I'm making a bingo board, and everyone can play along at home. I think he's bleeding hard way. I think so, too. I think it was the fan. Oh, yeah. Because look where it is on his hair. It's on I mean, the top of his head. I think the fan hit him pretty good. Freaking sting. He's probably telling me, you son of a bitch, you hit me the fucking fan, piece of shit. Sting using the crowd to get hype up, using the elbow. Breaking out right hand. I bet you I bet you backstage Jeff is probably like Sting, since you hit me with that fan, you're gonna have to work here for like eleven years. I don't know what to tell you, but I'm sorry. Sting's like, no, dude, I'm not doing that. And he's like, you have to. You have to. Oh, every year and you and when your contract comes up, you have to sign a new one. <laughs> you gotta you gotta renew year. it. And Dixie's gonna uh do her eyelashes at you like, please, Stinger. Sting going for the Scorpion Deathlock again, but Jarrett gets out ref bump. Oh, the referee got knocked down. I can't believe that. Oh, my God. We should have put that on the bingo card, too. I can't believe this. Jarrett's got the title. I am stunned that the referee got knocked down. This is just not right. Oh, Sting ducks it. Missed it. Death drop. That's right. Boom, done. Here we go. Cover him. Dude, today. Look who his legs are. Yeah, he conveniently put his legs out there. Who's that? Oh, Don it's Don Callis. You piece of shit. Damn him. Mike today is not going to have a voice tomorrow. Just you so can go to hell, Don Callis. Oh, Rudy Charles slapped him. him. Slapped him. Uh oh, Jeff's got the belt. He's Same got it again? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, right in the face. One, two, Jimmy Hart. Tell him about the belt. And Rudy Charles is like, I'll believe you, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Okay. okay. Sting getting under his whip. Jared goes for a drop kick. Sting holds the rope. Uh-oh. Death lock. He's right in the middle of the ring. Dude, today's yeah. passion for Sting is, like, hilarious. I mean, it's, it's awesome, but, uh-huh. like, the Scorpion! Oh, no. Is this going to be a disqualification? Oh, so they, far, haven't, they, they haven't hit him yet. No, they have not. Stinger splash to Northcutt. Stinger splash to Wilson. Jarrett has a chair. Oh, shit. Sting's laid out. That's a DQ. 
You didn't have to call for the bell. <laughs> oh my god, he just smashed Rudy Charles off the, off, off the apron with the chair, dude. What the oh heck? Oh my god. <laughs> that was that was excessive. <laughs> was that necessary? Oh man. Callus is wicked happy. Red shirts are beating the shit out of Sting. Jarrett has the chair in his hand again. Hits the ribs of Sting. That's too funny. It's Raven. What the hell's Raven here? Ha there, Jeff. Oh, shit. Jabbing away. The red shirts are not even paying attention. They're just beating down Sting. Raven, Raven effect. effect. Oh, shit, they stopped. No, Northcutt finally paid attention. Oh, God. That yeah. was horrible. That was oh, a really bad sidekick. That was really bad. Now, remember, wasn't it, wasn't it like Sting, Raven, and Jarrett all in the ring together, and Sting, like, held their hands up? Wasn't it? Yeah. Them? Yeah. Yep, that definitely happened. And they're in the ring again. Or a bulldog. Oh, Insiguri. by Jeff. Devastating. They Who else is going to two, two faces are down. Who's going to come out and help them? It's got to be someone, right? Oh, someone is. AJ, AJ Styles. Jesus. Springboard crossbody onto the red shirts. Oh. Spin kick to the side of Jared's head. He's going to have a concussion tonight. Between the fan and some of these kicks. Yeah. Double power bomb. Double team power bomb. And yeah, double team power bomb neckbreaker combo by the red shirts. Okay, they need to stop ringing the bell. It's clearly not doing anything. It's not working. If anything, that's just making them even more mad. What, Jared's looking at the stage. Crowd's cheering. Who is it? He's saying no. It's Abyss. Dude, red shirts and Jared leave the ring. I mean, if this isn't telling you they got some big plans for Abyss, I don't know what is. Abyss and a, a AJ Styles, uh, AJ raises Abyss's hand. I don't buy it. Oh, there shit. Black hole slam. There you go. Oh, my God. Jared's getting back in the ring. They did the con the whole show. You would think Abyss is a good guy. And he finally Wait, this is just work. like when it was 10 10 10. They're here. Okay. Wait, Sting is the bat. Jarrett has a guitar. Sting held it up. Down goes the bass. Jimmy Hart's like, yeah, baby. 
Oh, Jared just got on the mic and said, you'll never be world champion. Oh, it's Don Kellis. My bad. Don Kellis. It did sound like Jared. Raven. Oh, so there's talking to Raven. You'll never be world champion, Raven. And next week, the red shirts are going to take care of you. Okay, so it sounds like we might have a handicap match on our hands next week. Yeah, that sure sounds it. Thing is, the microphone now getting the cheap pop, Nashville. He said, I kind of like what's going on around here in TNA. Well, then how about you show up more often, Sting? Oh, he's coming oh. back next Wednesday. Okay. Under one circumstance, you points to Styles and says, We'll be my tag team partner. Jarrett says, yeah, no problem. Next week, Sting and, Sting and Styles versus Jarrett. Oh. Jeff Jarrett and... Whoa. Oh, man. He said, you think you've been having all people call? Well, next week, Jeff Jarrett is going to be teaming with the total package. Lex Luger. I love how Sting's face is like, what? <laughs> Luger? Andy. Like, it's some shocking, like, oh, my God, this is horrible news. It's just fucking Lex Luger. Give me a break. You already uh, beat him in WWA. Well, um, before you give us our uh, what we just ran there, Bob, I didn't get that sting note in because that match was so chaotic and that finish really was. But essentially, Sting was scheduled to work this show here and the 11-12 show, which is next week. So it's kind of good that we saved this note. Um, and... He apparently wasn't all that interested, but since he did sign that contract for four shows and TNA decided to exercise its option for the remaining dates. At press time, the plan was for him to work a singles match on 11-5 to build for a tag match where Sting and Styles would uh, be a team on 11-12. That would leave one date left, and they'd best serve to save that for the February show. So this next week may be the last time we see Sting for quite some time. I love how he's just like not that interested. Well, that's why I thought that note was so fun because it's yeah. like Sting is like, uh, I don't really want to. And they're like, well, you signed a contract. Right. Like you're like legally obligated to show up. That's fucking funny. Uh, all right. Well, Dallas, what did you think of this show this week? I liked it, man. I th- the besides the two boring matches, I thought this was a pretty good show. Yeah, I'm gonna and, have to. Look. And I think a lot of it has to do with the excitement of Sting, and that's okay. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. That that excitement we had, we finished a story. I think that's really big. The Jim Mitchell Raven stuff is done. Like that's yeah. weird. Like how often in. Like, do you do you end a story where it has a beginning and it has an end point? I mean, we literally just watched an entire thing. It's done. I don't think there's anything else they could do with it. Mitchell can't get any more revenge. It's done. Yeah. I think that's kind of no. cool. Yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty cool. I, I, yeah, I would say overall it was – I would give it like a, a, a mild thumbs up. It's not like a home run of a show, but I would say it's certainly more enjoyable than – the last several weeks. I think so, for sure. 
Um, and and also our runtime on that one, like I said, was a little bit longer. We were at an hour fifty six minutes and thirty three seconds. So yeah, we definitely went a little bit longer. Um, but but like I said, besides those two butthole matches, Sandman and Shane Douglas. If you watch the show, you might as well skip fast forward right through that. And the it was the three life crew and David Young and Gilberti tag match. Yeah. I mean, those were pretty rough. Yeah, good thing uh, David Young is going over to Mexico for that talent talent exchange. That's good stuff. Yeah, I don't. It was like a mix of like. David Young, but also like I don't BG James, like we always say. Like there was like it was yeah. like just another mess, you know. But like I said, besides those, I think this was a lot of fun. I'm really interested in what they're gonna do with this tag team stuff. I mean, like we said, they pretty much involved every single tag team. Yeah. So so I mean some kind of something's gotta happen. It's just a matter of what that's going to be. Is it going to be a battle royal? Is it going to be an eight-man tag? Or is it going to be like a tag team gauntlet, like elimination style? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of things they could potentially do with it. So I'm thinking it's going to be like a four-way. That's what I'm going to think. Yeah, I mean, I think that probably makes the most sense. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see Sting again next week. I think it's kind of cool. I I sort of feel like I don't want to feel like it's a wasted appearance, but if you only have him for four to do two in a row, does kind of, is kind of weird. I feel like is that I mean is that you think that's weird to say? I don't know. Um. But at the same time, I guess we'll say this: you can't have Sting in just world title matches and stuff like that just to like no. lose all the time either. So right. I think that's important to keep in mind as well. I don't think they've wasted them, per se. No, no, I don't either. I just, what I mean by that is, like, do we think that two in a row, week after week, is too close together? I can see what you mean. Like, it diminishes it. Like, should we build more to that? And obviously, Sting isn't going to be there to build it or whatever. I don't know. I'm excited about it. So, like, why am I why am I complaining? It's because that's what wrestling fans do. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, I'm excited nonetheless, and I think it's going to be fun. No, I see what you mean. Maybe you could space it out a little bit. Because, like, for me, if I were to know if I had I had Sting for four appearances, I would have done one, one a quarter. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. And I don't think it, like I said, I mean, you can put him in a big match that's not for a title, and then it doesn't matter either. I mean, I don't think that's, like, a big deal. But either way, I think it's going to be exciting, and it's going to give Styles a really big rub, but at the same time, you're going to do all this work with Styles, putting him with Sting, and he's still kind of going after Jarrett, but then you're still going to end up putting him back into the X Division. Uh, you, know, you know what I just thought about? What's that? How would Jeff Jarrett know that Sting was going to challenge him to a tag match. And he was like, oh, fucking Luger wants to come in. Likes Luger. <laughs> oh, Bob, that's wrestling logic right there. How man. would he know? How would well, he know? That that's funny that you say that, though, because I was listening to 83 Weeks uh, earlier today, and it was a TNA episode about Bound for Glory 2011. And as they were breaking it down, um, Bischoff and Conrad were talking about how there's one of the segments on Impact where they have like this secret camera 
like the spy cam watching Hogan talk. And he's like, yeah, I'm just making it up, whatever. Right. And fake retirement. Yeah. That whole, well, that's, yeah, that whole story and stuff. So Bischoff makes a good point of like that kind of stuff. It it does get silly because as soon as a fan goes, wait, why is the camera there? Or like, wow, what's the chance of the camera catching that? You lose like the, the world we're trapped in. Then only wrestling fans, especially well, smart wrestling fans kind of get this. Like you can get sucked in, and then just like what you said, wait a second, how do you know that he was going to challenge him to get a like Luger? Yeah, and it's like okay, so that that it breaks that illusion of what's happening. So similar idea of like the cameras, like oh, security cameras make sense because those those are around. But like that's, ca- that's going to be my next question for the My World podcast. I'm like, uh, hi Jeff, long time listener. Uh, how did you know? How did the character Jeff Jarrett know that Sting was going to challenge him to a tag match on November 5th and that he had Lex Luger in his back pocket? How did you know that was going to happen? Okay, I'll hang up and listen. I get why they'd announce Luger, like, to get people to want to watch. But at the same time, it's, just, it's as far as, lo- like, how logical it is, it doesn't make sense. And they probably should have just been like, okay, I'll find a partner. Right. And with yeah. Sting being already on the show, people are going to watch anyways. I don't think Luger moves the needle at all. And if I were watching this show and they'd be like, oh, Lex Luger will be here, I wouldn't be like, oh, shit, I got to see Lex Luger. Well, dude, Sting can't believe it. Well, he's stunned. I love how they close every show now where it's just like, next week it's going to be this match. It's just like, what? What? I can't wait for there to be like a Raven match where he's like Don Callis, but you're going to Raven, you're fighting Kevin Northcutt in a clockwork orange house of fun. And Raven's going to be like, what? What? (laughs) My own match that I've created. What? Well, I'm sure that's going to happen sooner rather than later. I can't wait. I can't wait for it. But Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't wait though to continue on. We are six episodes until the end of 2003. And of course, We'll be doing our uh, year in review recap and like awards and stuff or whatever, like we did for the uh, six months of 2002. This will be the first time for a whole year. So good luck trying to remember everything that happened. Dude. Good Lord. Um, then we also have that final WWA show that we'll have to uh, buckle down and do as well. So. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get through it. We're going to do it. It's going to be tough, but... We'll get there, and then we're going to somehow recap this year, and I I have no idea, like you said, how we're going to do that. But we'll cross the bridge when we get there. But, man, we're, I can't believe it. We're, we're getting to the end of 2003, and we're heading toward some good shit in another year. But and what I mean by that is I can't wait for the impact zone. And it's flying. Time's flying. I didn't think we'd be at the end of 2003 pretty much by now, but we're just about there. Yeah, I didn't think we'd be. I mean, it's been flying by, so I can't really complain about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, you got anything else, Dallas? Are we good to just move on for the total package debut in TNA next week or what? Yeah, man. I mean, I think we're pretty much good. All I got to say is if you don't already and you've been enjoying our content on the show and you want more TNA in your life, give us a follow over on our Twitter page at Cross the Line TNA. You can follow us as well on Facebook at TNA Cross the Line Pod, or you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, which sometimes 
the, we may or may not upload the video on the same day as the actual podcast drops because sometimes things get in the way and we get busy and they are a week late. But search TNA Crossline Podcast and you can subscribe to there as well. And if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. But yeah, don't, say, don't, don't say anything negative. Bob, Bob's I, sensitive. Yeah, sensitive. I am. Yeah, I'm part of that cancel culture thing. Like, I'll cancel you if you try to say anything mean to me. Oh my god. Uh also uh, tell your family and friends uh, about us. Go to your local um, elementary schools and just let them know. Like No, hey, no, no, no. It's not a kid show. What the fuck are you talking about? This is definitely a fucking child. It's listed as explicit, baby. And today explicitly we're explicitly about- educational. Yeah, I mean we were talking about Tracy's boobs covered up with TNA logos today, but yeah, kids, go ahead. Yeah, that's health class. Jesus Christ. Okay, Bob, take us home. Just saying, man. Just trying to help out the kids. All right. Until next week for Dallas Greeley, I'm Bob Conley Jr. And this has been the TNA Cross the Line podcast. (laughs) 